93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday. It is March 5th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a fire destroyed a building on the property of the historic Normandy Farm Hotel in Montgomery County on Thursday night, but firefighters were able to save a couple's wedding day. Uh, The call came in around 8 p.m. for a fire reported in the ceiling of the two-story hotel located on the 1400 block of Morris Road in Bluebell. Firefighters attacked the flames at all angles as smoke billowed from the roof of the structure. Normandy Farm owner Bud Hansen says the fire tore through the nine-room guest house that dates back to the 1800s and it's likely suffered a total loss. Oh, I was wondering what, the, uh, what on the property, because there's yeah. several buildings on that property. We used to go there regularly for dinner. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, and and they so they have like Kathy was saying, there was a wedding that was there. That's a, there's a big place to, to have wedding receptions and things like that, and I wasn't sure which part of that complex yeah, it is. So it's, so it's like, I believe it's like over, if you're looking from, um, 202. The, from 202, I believe it's like over to the right and okay. in the back, I think. Um, and it, it's basically like a little mini hotel. So a lot of people okay. that have weddings there, know that. Yeah. yeah, will have their wedding party and their guests stay yeah. there. There's yeah. a few different restaurants that were there over the years too, right? Didn't they? It was Coleman. Coleman's Farms. was great. Yeah. yeah. And, and then they, they switched names a few different times, but I always loved going to that, that yep. place for her dinner. Yeah. Yep. I've been to a couple of weddings there. I believe, uh, our old intern Lizzie, uh, had her wedding. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Inside the building was a bride's wedding dress for her wedding day, which is today. So Oof. the firefighters were able to wow. get the wedding party's dresses, suits, luggage, and the money that they had for the wedding day out of the building. Well, it's now a mini dress, but they say most of it. The bride says the wedding will go as planned. Authorities are still working to determine what sparked the fire. There were no injuries reported, and the owner of uh, Normandy Farm, uh, Bud Hansen, he was saying that uh, had it been another building, like it would have been a disaster or had her dress, you know, gone up in flames, but now they can pretty much hold the wedding as it's supposed to be and they said that they're open for business, the restaurants are open and all of that. That's so. pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, concerning the origins of the fire, did they talk to the uh, to the uh, groom-to-be? The... <laughs> Seriously, right? He was like, I don't want to <laughs> <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> Could you imagine if that came out? Yeah. No, oh, no, I'm sure it's nothing like that. <laughs> so they're going to go ahead and have it. It's go time. Yep, It's, it's glow stick time. Thank you for the texter who wrote in there. It's glow stick time. As Philadelphia begins vaccinating thousands of people, uh, the surrounding counties are still awaiting an explanation for why the state uh, hasn't, they haven't been receiving more doses. Local officials hey, say Bucks, <laughs> Bucks, Chester, Delaware, and Montgomery counties all have a shortage of vaccines. State and county lawmakers were set to have a virtual meeting with the Pennsylvania Health Department on the very issue Thursday, but it was rescheduled at the last minute. Almost two Two million Pennsylvanians have received the first or both doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. Late Thursday afternoon, the first doses of the Johnson & Johnson one-dose vaccine were seen coming into Philadelphia. UPS workers loaded up trucks to deliver them out to healthcare systems across the city. Governor Tom Wolf said the J&J vaccine will go to teachers statewide. In the meantime, some of the suburbs' most at-risk residents are still desperately waiting for their shot. A New York City renter discovered a creepy hidden room in her apartment. Samantha Hartso documented how she discovered a creepy hidden room in her apartment in a series of TikTok videos. In the first video, she explains that her apartment was cold and she became intrigued after figuring out that the draft was coming from behind her bathroom mirror. Her subsequent videos show her removing the mirror to reveal a 
a dilapidated hallway with a hidden room on the other side. She eventually got some friends to come over to help her investigate. She climbed through the hole in her bathroom wall and found what appeared to be a whole other apartment with a disconnected toilet, some exposed pipes, and a few trash bags and boxes. I know we're going to talk about this later, but the first thing when I was watching the video that came to mind, any horror fan would reference uh. Candyman. <laughs> right. Candyman has a whole thing where she takes the mirror off and there's a whole other apartment on the other side. Yeah. That's creepy, yeah. man. In the end of the series of videos, she climbs back out of the hole in her bathroom and says, my landlord is getting a really fun phone call tomorrow. <laughs> in sports this morning. <laughs> In game two of their three-game series, the Flyers came back to beat the Penguins 4-3 yeah, last night in Pittsburgh. The Penguins scored three times in the span of a minute and 11 seconds to take a 3-0 lead just four minutes into the game. The Flyers got on the board when Sean Couturier scored on the power play in the first and pulled within one on a goal by Claude Giroux in the second. Scott Lawton deflected home a shot from Giroux to tie it with 6.23 left to play, and that set the stage for Giroux's game winner with just over two minutes left to go. Brian Elliott earned the win with 26 saves, including the final 23 in a row. The third game is tomorrow afternoon, and the puck will drop at 1 o'clock. Sunday's game at home, which will be against the Washington Capitals at 7 p.m., will have fans in the Wells Fargo Center for the first time this season. Villanova senior guard Colin Gillespie suffered a torn MCL mm. in his left knee and is expected to miss the rest of the season. Gillespie yeah. left Wednesday's game against Creighton with about six minutes remaining in the first half after landing awkwardly and immediately grabbing his left leg. And at spring training, the Phillies erupted for nine runs in the fourth inning on their way to a 15-0 route of the Yankees. The Phillies are in Clearwater again this afternoon with a game against the Pirates, and the first pitch is scheduled for 105. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Hey, uh, I'm curious about this test. Next, uh, it says here, Dear King of Pork Roll. Yeah. At least that's what Jackie calls you. Was Jackie saying Does, that? Is, is that referring to, to all of us or the uh, show or me I or think Casey? Casey? Yeah. King of Pork Roll? Probably. I mean, listen, he doesn't always call me that. Okay. But listen, he listens to the entire show. He does. Okay. Uh, he doesn't sleep. And he, yeah, he he barely sleeps. So Once you've had olives and whatever other... Yeah. What does he have for his breakfast? Uh, f- uh, fettuccine Alfredo. Uh, <laughs> so he... Um, he probably heard us talking about pork roll yesterday okay. and uh, and worked that into his show last night. He All does right. a great job of cross-promotion. He's awesome. Yeah. So so the re- so this then this email is posted to you, or this text is, Casey, it says, Dear King of Pork Roll, at least that's what Jackie calls you, can we start voting for the sled of choice for the Cardboard Classic Home Edition? He's asking you. Oh, um, yes. Yes, yes you yes, can. Yes. Absolutely yeah. correct. The voting went live just a little while ago, so it is official. The voting will take place today <laughs> during our show, so we need you to take a look. You go to WMMR.com and look at the galleries, and the winner gets bragging rights and the official cardboard trophy from Acme Corrugated Box. Uh, each sled has its own page with a photo gallery showcasing the sled from multiple angles and a link for you to vote for that specific sled if you want to. So, 
like the one you know sl- vote for the one that you like best some some sleds sent in a video as well if you want to check that out uh, I have to tell you going through the gallery I busted out laughing a couple of times yeah. I mean very creative stuff so we will describe those yes. later on and uh, kind of go through the entries yeah. and just remind you to vote if you will please and we appreciate the teams that are participating just to keep it alive in some way shape or form this year because we would have been this break would have been coming to you from the e2000 lounge and honestly it would have been an awesome day for it. Yeah, it actually would have been. Yeah. A beautiful, you know, uh, cloudless sky, yeah. and uh, it's cold, and I'm sure they got plenty of snow, so... but We'll get back there next oh, year, yeah. and it'll be a full-blown blizzard. <laughs> yeah, most yeah. likely. All right, so besides that taking place today, we have a couple of guests on the program. Uh, we're going to have Jim Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Kathy was just talking about the Flyers' second game against uh, the Penguins, and then, of course, they're welcoming... Uh, fans back on Sunday, and we'll talk to JJ about that and see what some of the details are uh, straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, we also have a gentleman named Nick Morcini who is with FEMA Philadelphia. Uh, FEMA in the city of Philadelphia have opened up a vaccination site at the convention center, and they want to get the word out, and they are planning on vaccinating 6,000 Philadelphians a day. So we'll get the details real quick from uh, uh, Nick a little bit later I on. think he specifically stated, stated President, that the drive to get everyone vaccinated is so we can have the Cardboard Classic next yes. year. I would hope so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we also have our friends from uh, Rita's Water Ice yeah. uh, stopping by today, giving us some goodies. So hopefully we'll be, have a chance for you to get some uh, free stuff today. And like I said, when, when Rita starts advertising again, that's always good news. Good Warmer weather is on the way, and we're going to be in the mid 60s by Tuesday nice. if you can get through the next couple of days. Let's take a break. Come back in a second and I'll have the entertainment report and a stupid question ready to go for you. So we'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. In ShopPlay Win Monopoly at Acme, every ticket wins an offer, a prize, or tokens for sweepstakes. It's easy to play. There's no game board. Just scan your tickets from checkout in the Shop Play Win app and see what you won. With over 230 million in prizes and money-saving offers, you could be a winner. No purchase necessary. See rules at ShopPlayWin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. Acme, official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, reminder, and I'm be hitting hitting this hard today because it's uh, I believe voting only today, Marissa, for cardboard classic. Yeah, during our show, yeah, uh, the home edition. So please, um, these uh, teams that put together all these sleds without really any motivation other than just to have some fun, even though we're not doing the event. Uh, went ahead and did this, and it's for bragging rights only, but we have the Cardboard Classic Home Edition, so there are eight teams, not a whole lot of galleries for you to uh, peruse, so it won't take much time. Just go to WMMR.com, PrestonandSteve.com, and cast your vote uh, for our eight Home Edition contestants, and we'll see who wins later on. The one of the sleds, and you'll see it when you get to it, employs one of my favorite uh, Kathy Romano photos. Okay. Have you have you looked through them yet? I have, but okay. I, nothing's ringing a bell right off the top of my head. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I, w- I will uh, go back and, and peruse in a little bit. In the meantime, we're going to do a stupid question. We are going to give away a $50 Disney Store gift card and a four-pack of passes of Fandango to see uh, the uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, which is getting rave reviews, by the way. <laughs> it looks tremendous. We'll cover some of that in a little bit here. But the question that I have for you this morning is where, meaning what city was Dr. Pepper invented? Mm. Where was Dr. Pepper 
invented? Never knew this. Let's I, see if you know the answer. I drink Dr. Pepper, and I'm proud. Uh, uh, two, you're part of an original crowd. 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> oh. For the longest time, Dr. Pepper was my favorite soda. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, absolutely. I, I, In fact... I contend, Preston, that its diet version yes. is still the best yeah. version of a, of a soda. It was the first to ever replicate yeah. the original, but being a diet uh, yeah. variety, and, and I agree, it was the best. Actually, have uh, started drinking it with some sort of regularity in my household. Really, yeah, Dr. The, Pepper? The, the, the diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah, yeah. Okay. who agrees with you was uh, a little sweet. A little sweet, little does. Sweet. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so while we're waiting for the answer to the stupid question... Uh, we'll roll through some birthdays. Today, Friday, March 5th, it is Penn Jillette's birthday today. Amazing. Uh, Penn and Teller, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, magician, illusionist, writer, pop culture icon. Very cool. And they, they did something that is hard to come by, and they, they broke the mold uh, when it came to magic and, and so on, to any any type of uh, entertainment or profession. Yes. They took it in another direction. What they did is they were knowingly mocking... Yeah. Magician, not I mean, in a loving way, because they certainly yes. love, and they're, they're students of classic magicians and the greats and the Blackstones and the Houdinis and all that stuff. But their presentation was a knowing. We know this is yeah, it's yeah, magic. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, 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 we're fooling you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I would love to see their show uh, in Vegas. I don't know if it still runs or not. It probably does. I mean, right now things yeah, are different. Yeah, looks like but... currently headlining at the uh, the Rio in Vegas, so they're yeah. still working. Yeah, that's one I need to go see. Pendulette, 66 years old today. Dean Stockwell, the actor. Great oh. actor. Yeah, Quantum Leap, uh, Dune, Blue Velvet. He he and Dune, is he's such a scumbag. In Dr. Dune. Yui, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, he's great. Uh, and he celebrates his uh, 85th birthday today, so happy birthday. Uh, Marsha Warfield. Yes. Who was on Night Court. Yeah, she played Roz, the bailiff, which was, that was after Bull left, uh, I right? think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, there was an no, original they... other bailiff. There was an older white lady. Oh, Bull, uh, Bull was there most of the time. You're right. And right. then, so I think that lady may have passed away. Selma then... Diamond was her name. Okay, yeah, and then yeah, Marshall right. Warfield came in. Yep. Uh, and the cast got better when she joined. Uh, she is turning 67 years old today, Marshall Warfield. Uh, Jake Lloyd. Yeah, played the young Anakin Skywalker. I sort of, I sort of feel bad because I, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I hated him. I, you know, as a kid, I get it. You can't hate a kid, but I just think he was horrible in the uh, in the movie. But he was, uh, he was going through a whole bunch of emotional stuff, and he's had not a very good yeah. life. I didn't care for him, but listen, he's he's being directed. He's yeah. being told to act a certain way, and I think don't it was be that. Not just his fault. Yeah, but yeah I, no, you're I, right. I, you're I, right. Yeah, so. Uh, I it was it was unfair. Well, I don't think he was that bad. I, the only I think he parts, was terrible. yeah, no, no. But that's what's great about yeah. opinions. Uh, I didn't uh, think he was that bad. There were only a couple of moments, like where they had him speaking other languages. I'm like, okay, well, that's you know, it's maybe they shouldn't have had him going. Oh, you know, trying to speak an, an alien language that seemed a little bit weird and off and, and not good acting. But for the re- most part. I thought he did good for a kid. But okay. he's, he had some personal troubles through his life. Yes. He's, he's had some drug issues feel and bad so on. about that. Uh, he is 32 today. Ah, the beautiful Eva Mendez oh, yeah. uh, celebrates her birthday today. Uh, she and Ryan Gosling, right? Yeah, and they're going strong, and she's taking that sort of approach that she's She's loving, uh, you know, the, the the family life and and being a mom, and she's she will she may dabble again in acting here and there, but that's she's found a happy medium. You know what movie I love her in is Stuck on Stuck you. on You. She's great. She she plays the comedic role in that so well. 
Uh, but the first, I think, movie she popped up in might have been Training Day. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't have much uh, dialogue, uh, but she was uh, uh, Denzel's wife. Or, right, or, or whatever or it was. Or whatever you want to call. Uh, her but, her role in The Other Guys as Will Ferrell's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Ferrell's <laughs> super hot wife and Mark Wahlberg cannot understand. You're married to her? Uh, she is 47 today. Uh, Eddie Grant, Electric Avenue. He might be the only people every year in the country who mention Eddie Grant. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, man. This was one of those really early MTV hits. Oh, yeah. It was one of those early videos. Uh, you go back and watch it. It's probably laughable. But... This song you will still hear. I mean, it's it's still around and it's still you'll hear it in Jamaica for this guy absolutely. Yeah. And uh, he celebrates his seventy third birthday today. And he does have some great uh, reggae music outside of that. I have uh, explored a little bit of it, but uh, nothing hit like Electric Avenue did. Uh, then the last birthday I have is Kevin Connolly. Oh, Taraj fam. Yep. Uh, and he's popped up in a few other things. He's in. Uh, he's just not that into you and uh, the Notebook. He's um, he's cursed by not very tall items. He's a short guy, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he turns uh, 47 years old today. So happy birthday to everybody celebrating a birthday today. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, where was Dr. Pepper invented? Let's see if you know the answer to that. I'm going to go to, uh, let's see who was first in. I believe it was Paul. Hey, Paul, good morning to you, sir. Everybody. Good, good welcome. welcome. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. I like that better than good morning it, but yeah. Good welcome. All right. Where was uh where was Dr. Pepper invented? Waco, Texas. Yeah, you're oh. right. Hang on a second, Paul. We are going to give you a $50 Disney Store gift card and a four-pack of Fandango passes to see Walt Disney's Animation Studios. New adventure, Raya and the Last Dragon. The film will be available in theaters and on Disney Plus with premiere access today, by the way. Wait a second. Was David Koresh protecting the recipe of Dr. Pepper when that they might laid siege to the compound? The actual thing huh. that the government was after. Because <laughs> everyone the wants guns. to know, why does it yeah. taste so darn good? Yep, and he was protecting, I didn't even think of that, he was protecting the family secret, the Dr. <laughs> Pepper, Dr. Pepper family secret. All right, I do have some entertainment stories. Let's go through these. Chris Harrison is speaking out in a TV interview on Good Morning America for the first time after stepping down as host of The Bachelor following the controversial remarks that he had made, and it appears that and he have made uh, some uh, ways to go in the battle uh, to win over critics. Uh, GMA's co-host Michael Strahan dubbed his response a surface apology. It was superfluous. <laughs> uh, Harrison discussed defending contestant Rachel Kirkconnell's resurfaced antebellum plantation-themed photos with Strahan. He made the remarks during discussion with Rachel Lindsay, uh, and Harrison said, I'm an imperfect man, I made a mistake, and I own that. I believe that mistake doesn't reflect who I am or what I stand for. I'm committed to the progress, not just for myself, also for the franchise. I don't know, I can't, what happened here? So what happened was, is that there was a bachelorette, uh, a, cont- a contestant on The Bachelor, who had attended an antebellum party, a southern party, okay. in 2018, her college sorority, I guess, had done it. That the question of the of the impropriety of that came up during an interview on Access Hollywood with this Rachel Lindsay, and uh, I think Harrison was um, awkwardly trying to say 
This was something that she did a while ago. Do we need to cancel this this girl now? And he wasn't quite hearing what Rachel Lindsay was saying. And I think they were talking against purposes. Rachel Lindsay, by the way, has accepted the apology. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, he had said, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to Rachel Lindsay and the black community and antebellum parties are not okay. Past, present, future, knowing what that represents is unacceptable. Harrison uh, wants to return as host. He said, uh, I want to be back, but this interview is not the finish line. I, th- I think I think eventually he actually is, they love him on that show. Yeah, and the yeah. Bachelor Nation people love him on that show. And he's been doing a great job. He does a great job. For that sort of sort of deal, it was a mistake. I say let yeah. him get back on the show. Yeah, I think he will eventually. Yeah. Um, Prince Philip is recovering in the hospital after undergoing a successful surgery. This is We did not know that. Oh. Yeah, for his heart condition. Uh, this was according to Buckingham Palace, they said on Thursday. I know how cybernetic appurtenances. A spokesperson for the palace said... I can fly. <laughs> I can fly yesterday. Said... He's cyborg president. Of Queen Elizabeth's husband, the Duke of Edinburgh, yesterday underwent a successful procedure for a pre-existing heart condition at St. Bartholomew's Hospital. His Royal Highness will remain in hospital for treatment, rest, and recuperation for a number of days. Can you remember, can you imagine, I should say, the level of medical scrutiny you would be under? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, you're doing well. Yeah, yeah. You've got good coverage. Uh, The 99-year-old was transferred to St. Bart's after... Uh, spending by the the hospital. Look not, at this not, picture yeah, up in the studio, Preston. That face says, "Get off my lawn!" <laughs> right, <laughs> totally. Yeah, he's an old man. And get off my lawn, you punk! Uh, you stop playing with your frisbee. After spending almost two weeks at uh, King Edward the Seventh in 2011, he underwent surgery to insert a coronary stent and re- uh, relieve a, a blocked artery. Meanwhile, the royal family is reportedly awaiting Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's interview with Oprah Winfrey, which is on Sunday, but they're doing it with trepidation. Oh, they're having a big watching party. They're all going to show up in their PJs and watch it together. A uh, source told E.T. that they have uh, been in touch with the palace, but uh, things are tense. And while Harry loves his grandmother and grandfather, the timing of the Oprah interview has complicated matters. I think this whole thing has a... Um it is a he said, she said, they said, and uh, I don't think there's any, I don't think we're going to get any definitive truth out of it. They just, they don't get along and go their, go your separate ways and that's yeah. it. I, I think it's slightly humorous, though, how the royal family is using Prince Philip uh, being in the hospital is, maybe you shouldn't do this because it might kill him. You I know, know I, I mean? would. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I'd play that card. Hey, Jason Sudeikis uh, may look like he's moved on after his ex-fiance, Olivia Wilde, abruptly split with him for Harry Styles, but insiders say he is still heartbroken. He's still pining for her? Fans were hoping that he'd... Turn... I hear he cries all over his page three models. Dear God, <laughs> have you seen her? Yes, I have. No. Wow. Yes, I have. Uh, so... Olivia Wilde is is beautiful, stunning, yeah. one of the most beautiful women in the but world. But she's not the only one. Uh, yes, and this this girl has two things that Olivia Wilde doesn't have, by <laughs> oh, the way. Really? Yes, uh, so she has a oh mobile my, home oh, and a moped. Yeah, exactly. Those wow. are the two things I was referring to. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Is it like one of those nice it's mobile homes? It's really though? nice. Okay. So, uh, it, it, it's uh, a five-wheel. Uh, the Ted Lasso star appeared from the same home where his girlfriend, British model Keely Hazel, Seems to live in while uh, when accepting his Golden Globe. Uh, the Internet sleuths saw similar items in structure from the acceptance speech and recent videos Hazel had shared on social. So he's bouncing back with a model, huh? Uh, yeah, oh, right. This is shocking. And bouncing is the right word. Okay. A source told Page Six Jason has not moved in with Keeley. He remains still heartbroken over Olivia 
and isn't yet ready for another serious relationship. Listen, we joke. We joke around yeah. a little bit. But it, you know, it, it emotionally, if you're in love with somebody, you're in Absolutely. love with them. And it can destroy you, even if you have a page three model with tig old bitties. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I understand, you know, but but who knows how. Who knows? You this have... is all speculation. Yeah. You have comfort foods and then you have comfort vaginas, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, so that is... Yeah. Uh, it's a, Somebody so, write that yeah. down. <laughs> so who's the comfort vagina in this case? Is it Olivia Wilde? No, 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 no. It's this Keely chick. Yeah, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the source added, Jason is very much uh, living with his children. They have been with him the whole time while she is filming. Well, uh, she's off with uh, Harry Styles. Yeah, gallivanting with Harry in L.A. Prancing around, preening, and all uh, those other words. We don't quite know what they mean. Right. <laughs> uh, the 36-year-old Wilde was... Uh, Recently, uh, spotted with Sudeikis, uh, spotted at Sudeikis's London home to hang with their kids. But on Tuesday, Hazel and Sudeikis were seen out and about, and she wore the tie dye hoodie that he sported during his Golden Globes acceptance speech. Huh. It's shared clothing. There they go. Yeah. All right, uh, to Lucy Hale uh, and Skeet Ulrich. Their Skeet. Twenty-year age gap is no big deal. Uh, the 31-year-old uh, Hale and 51-year-old Ulrich have both fallen pretty hard for each other, a source tells us weekly, uh, which is not, that's not too bad. 51 and 31, at least, you know, if, if you're going to have an age gap, if one of them Make is, it even. Well, yeah, if one of them is not, like, in their early 20s, yeah. you have matured, I think, enough. Once you get past 30, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't think 10 and 30 would be good. That would be a bit off yeah. and illegal. Uh, but anyhow, Lucy and Skeet have been dating for a little over a month now, the insider says. While it's very... His full new, name is Skeetrick. Very new. They they spend a lot of time together. Skeetrick? Yeah, Skeetrick okay. Ulrich. We had him in studio and asked about his name. Yes, actually, and that was I think that was just prior to uh, Jericho coming on it TV. It was like uh, 2005, 2006. It was one of the first celebrity in-studio interviews we had at MMR. Uh, he was a nice guy. And and you remember the answer to it? Yeah, it was yeah, like he had something mosquito. to do with a mosquito yeah, as, yeah. A, as a kid. Like there was a mosquito buzzing around or he was like no a kid. mosquito-like when he was a little kid. Yeah. Okay. So we got the nickname. All right. And uh, they met through friend, uh, friends in the Archie universe. Ulrich, uh, Ulrich starred in uh, Riverdale for five seasons and Hale led... Katie Keene, uh, their huge age gap, which some have raised uh, their brows at, doesn't bother them. They were first photographed out uh, together in February. In you remember Angeles. when Skeet Ulrich first came on the scene, he was kind of put into the Johnny Depp category. Yeah, he, he does a lot have like that Johnny look. Depp. Yeah. yeah. He was in uh, As Good As It Gets, right? He's the, the guy that lures them in. Yes, to, he is. He's the guy who beats beat up. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here for you? Lori Laughlin. Haven't mentioned her in a little while. Or she's been in jail. Yeah, uh, she's she focusing on her family and community service since being released from prison. Uh, the Fuller House star has been spotted doing service with Project Angel Food. She's uh, involved in getting the homeless into Pepperdine. Uh, an L.A. organization <laughs> that uh, prepares and delivers healthy meals to feed people impacted by serious illness, bringing comfort and hope every day, according to the website. Huh. Insiders tell people she spends a lot of time at home, does yoga, and sees her daughters. She has been very focused on completing her court-ordered community service. How many hours does she have, do they say? That I don't know. Uh, she continues to be involved in charity. She will always uh, She always enjoyed uh, charity work, and now she's uh, waiting for her husband, uh, who is finishing out his sentence uh, in the college admissions scandal. What uh, if he comes out hard, Preston? What if he comes out changed? Uh, you, you never know. Oh, changed is yeah, in yeah. Prison. tougher. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Mossimo is doing okay, the source says. I said I wanted a cappuccino. Uh, the prison COVID restrictions have been less extreme. He's still expected to be released on April 17th. And Lori can't wait to have him back at, at home again. Cosby must be watching all this stuff going, what the yeah. F? Mm. Uh, let's see here. Netflix is releasing Kevin Hart's Fatherhood on Father's Day. Uh, presenting the movie with Barack and Michelle Obama's Higher Ground Productions. Uh, Netflix grabbed the rights from Sony, which pushed the theatrical release multiple times due to COVID. Uh, Alfrey Woodard, uh, Lil Rel Howery. We had him in the studio. Uh, DeWanda Wise, Anthony Kerrigan, uh, Melody Hurd, and Paul Reiser, also star Paul Weitz, has directed that. So it's going to be headed to Netflix, and it will be out on Father's Day. You're seeing a more and more of the movie companies hold their ground and not release to streaming and, and looking at summer and later spring full theatrical releases. Yeah. 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 Uh, Janet Jackson fans can rejoice. The 54-year-old singer will be celebrating uh, the 40th anniversary of her debut album with a two-part documentary, which is set to air on both Lifetime and A&E. I think I'd like to see this. I've always been fascinated by Janet Jackson. Uh, Anything Jackson, Jackson family, uh, Joe Jackson, uh, Andrew Jackson. Uh, I just like the name Jackson. Uh, currently titled Janet, the documentary is expected to premiere sometime in early 2022. The two-night, four-hour feature will give full, unprecedented access to the music icon per their release. Stop and think about the career precedent that started way back in sitcom acting, yeah, and all that stuff, and with the family, and and she was actually kind of, always kind of like a kind of a, a cute roly-poly kid, and yeah, she morphed throughout her life. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when when she first hit as a as a musician. Yeah, uh, and I was like, okay, they're kind of throwing her a bone, and had no, no, no idea no. Yeah. that she was going to be the powerhouse that she was in in pop and R and B music. I remember listening to that Rhythm Nation album a fair amount. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was pretty damn. And who was it? Uh, Terry. Oh, Terry. Uh, Jimmy the, Jam and Terry. Terry yeah, yeah. They, they were they were the the producers of the of the moment. Yep. Uh, filmed around the time of the death of her father, Joe Jackson, and her return to the stage following a break from music. The Rhythm Nation songstress will discover or discuss an array of moments over her illustrious career, including the 2004 <laughs> Super Bowl halftime performance with Justin Timberlake. She's also going to jump a rocket uh, motorcycle over Snake River. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would advise against that. It's, I mean, it's really cool. And uh, the death of, hey. of course, Michael Jackson and uh, becoming a mom later in life and so on. Uh, Just ben, make sure all the rockets fire at once. Uh, ben Hirsch directed Janet while uh, Jackson and Randy Jackson serve as uh, executive producers on the forthcoming project. By the way, on Wednesday, Lifetime also announced a two-movie deal with another music star, and that's Reba McIntyre. Reba. Uh, Reba will produce and star in two films for the network, a holiday film currently titled Christmas in Tune. And a different non-holiday movie that is scheduled to drop next year. I love her album, <laughs> Vittle Nation. Vittle Nation. <laughs> uh, Reba McIntyre is great, man. She's, she's great. She's one of the legendary uh, older school country and, stars. And she's one of the many country artists that have been able to segue into acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, she's so, great. Yeah. We were talking about the movie, the Tremors movies. Uh, with um, We had... Um, Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. And uh, she's in the first one. She's great. Oh. Uh, the release adds that uh, Christmas in Tune 
Uh, that will feature an original song by McIntyre and casting is currently underway with the movie set to film this spring. I completely forgot that Jamie Kennedy had his own show on He did, yeah. TV. Jamie Kennedy, Kennedy experience. Yeah, and experiment. I, so yeah. because now I follow him on Instagram, he shared one of his uh, segments that he did years and years ago where he hired these migrant workers like uh, to, they thought they were going to his house to paint. Yeah. And uh, what it was is he didn't have any friends, and so he hired them to throw him, throw him a birthday party. <laughs> it was yeah. it was actually a really really funny. He's a funny did, guy. He did yeah. some funny prank stuff. Good, on good that stuff. Show. Yeah. 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 On Tuesday, NBC announced their all new game show. It's called Family Game Fight. Uh, the new series, which will feature Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard as hosts and competitors. Promises to test brains, brawn, and family bonds. So game shows are now populating the primetime schedule a lot more than ever. There's uh, what's what's my line. You have all the, the primetime family feud, primetime Wheel of Fortune. Uh, there's the Ellen DeGeneres game show thing. Uh, uh, it's uh, watch press. We're going back to like the 60s. I know. This sounds like a riff on, you remember my buddy Todd Newton used to host a show called Family Game Night. Yes. And yeah. they would they would play, they would do their versions of classic board games like, you know, Sorry and stuff right. like yeah. that. And they had it in, in, a, in a big fashion. So it sounds kind of similar to that. Similar name. And it's, you know, it's families getting together and competing against each other. So. But I'm excited because I like I really like Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard as they're a good together. Couple. They're yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, you know what, Steve? Yeah. The uh, and you watch the old uh, you know reruns. Uh, it, it seemed like Hollywood was part of all of these things. You know, yes. they were either yep. judging or the, oh, you know, yeah. your Hollywood squares. Like, yeah. And there were there were shows smoking cigarettes. Well, yeah. there were shows with with panels like uh, Match Game, Match Game, and, Celebrity uh, Sweepstakes. Yeah, and uh, you know, Tattletales, Card Sharks, and Tattletales, and and uh, uh, Pyramid show. had had celebrities on there as well. So yeah. you know, you know, they're going a, back to that. There's a sh- and they just pop up. There's Ice T has a show now where he's some sort of life coach judge. I was it was on when I went back to the office yesterday and he's there and he's serving basically as a as a judge and they're making decisions on people's lives and it's weird. But like where the hell did that come from? So the one hour game show, which comes from Ellen DeGeneres and Warner Brothers unscripted television, marks the first uh, TV project for uh, the couple and they will join rival families of four each episode. Not only will there be uh, fun games, but contestants will also participate in the hope of winning big cash prizes. I'll check it out. Uh, And according to Kristen, she said, uh, for one of our first dates, I invited Dax over for a game night at my house with a bunch of friends. Uh, He said he fell in love with me there because I was a very tiny person bossing everyone around. And I fell in love with him, too, because he's a very large person who could boss everyone around but chooses not to. And I'm so excited to host Family Game Night and play all day with my best friend. And he said in a statement, uh, Kristen's my favorite human to work with. Uh, She's the most consistently funny, playful, and joyful scene partner I've ever had. She's also incredibly fun to look at, he says. The show that uh, I was mentioning, and uh, Connor and Marissa brought it up, it's The Mediator. And I've also heard, and I didn't want to let this get uh, too far away, people have recommended to me that I watch the Gary Busey Pet Judge show. Oh, really? That is supposed to be fantastic. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, in its absurdity. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Let's, oh, uh, WarnerMedia CEO Jason Killar is teasing a Harry Potter universe expansion at HBO Max and Warner Brothers. You shouldn't tease. 
He said there's this little thing called Harry Potter, which is one of the most beloved franchises, and we're incredibly thankful to be able to partner with J.K. Rowling. And so I would argue there's a lot of fun and potential there as well. Could you imagine an ongoing Hogwarts Harry Potter series? I I guess I could because watching uh, my oldest son didn't get a chance to see the latest um, uh, episode of WandaVision. So we watched it last night. And while watching that, I'm going, man, this is like having the movies every week. I mean that level of production and story arc. So they could do it. They they have the ability to do it, and they could continue on this Harry Potter thing seamlessly on a weekly show. You observe something, and it's very true. If you watch the closing credits of WandaVision, it runs about as long as movie credits. Yeah. And then also, a lot of people are unaware of this. And by the way, uh, this weekend, it, or today, today drops the final episode yeah. um, of, of season one, or how are they going to proceed. But um, there is an after-credits scene. You know, after, I think, every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're two weeks away from uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm so excited. Yeah. Also, maybe TV is the right way to go for the Harry Potter universe because, yeah. uh, you know, Fantastic Beasts was okay, but not great. And it didn't really rope you in like the original movies and certainly the books did. So if they do like limited series runs um, and hem it in a little bit instead of going, because they don't really know where they're going with the Fantastic Beasts series. And, right. and you know, so this might be a better... Yeah, Course correct. Knocking it down to an hour. Yeah, uh, it can sometimes be a good thing. Yeah, um, and that's what I'm I'm digging about some of these shows that I'm watching right now uh, about the fact that you know when when it's over when you have like an eight eight uh, episode arc and you wrap up and go man that's it and you yeah. want more. You just watch eight hours. Yeah. You watch four movies, basically. And, and you, and want you more. still want more. Yeah. yeah. So That's it's a good time. It's, yeah. it's excellent. Well, so. and also the, the 35, like WandaVision's, uh, the, the episodes, most of them clocked in at about 30, 35 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> little sweet life. Uh, let me. And <laughs> <laughs> oh. Come on. <laughs> Forgot about that. Thank you. One more time. Oh. <laughs> All right, and then uh, let's do one more thing. How about this? Dakota and Elle Fanning have launched a new production company and signed a first-look deal with Civic Center Media and MRC Television. They're also producing uh, stuff for big-ass fans, Preston. <laughs> oh, wow. They got that contract? Yeah, yeah. That's a good deal. Yeah, they're working with big-ass fans. Why not? Uh, the first project in the works under the agreement is an adaptation of Megan Miranda's best-selling novel, The Last House Guest. Uh, Wentworth. Are you leaving? Uh, Sarah Walker is attached as writer and executive producers on the crime thriller series about an intimate friendship between two girls who fall violently in love with each other's differences, which in the end create doubt, betrayal, and tragedy. I want to see the last house guest and how they're trying. All they're dropping yeah. all the um. Well, we're going up to bed now. Yeah, we got to get up early tomorrow. Yeah, God, so I've been. Just- Really dragging at work, so I got to get some extra sleep. Uh, the Fanning Sisters will serve as executive producers <laughs> on the project via the newly formed Llewellyn Pic- Pictures banner, and the deal expands the Fanning's relationship with MC- MRC Television, which produces Hulu's The Great, for which Elle received Golden Globe and Independent Spirit Award nominations. All right, so uh, there are a lot of movies opening yeah. this weekend. Yeah, there's. It is going to be a good weekend. Yeah. Oh, 
So a lot of, lot of movies and shows because we have mentioned WandaVision, but we'll stick to the movies in this. Here we go. Coming to America. Starring Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, Wesley Snipes, and a whole ton of people. Set in the lush and royal country of Zamunda, newly crowned king Akeem and his trusted confidant Semi uh, embark on an all-new hilarious adventure that has him traversing the globe for the great African nation to the bur- from the great African nation to the borough of Queens, New York, where it all began. Hour and forty-four minutes long. It is rated PG. It's on Amazon Prime. Rotten Tomatoes only gives it a fifty-five percent. Well, for a comedy, I think that's that's well, yeah. that's great. I think that's that's totally fine. Uh, also opening, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, an animated fantasy starring Kelly Marie Tran, who was in uh, which Star Wars movie? Oh, she Last was in Jedi. Yeah. Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. Uh, Last Jedi. <laughs> Dude, you, you're something else, man. But she was... Well, I, I was uh, right after you on that one. Uh, you knew it. I, I know you it. knew it. She was in... More than just that one, was she not? I think it was her breakout role, yeah. right? Uh, uh, also, Aquafina and uh, Gemma Chan. Uh, long ago, in the fantasy world of Kumandur, Kumandra, uh, humans and dragons lived together in harmony. Uh, but when sinister monsters known as the Drun had threatened the land, or Drun, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, uh, the dragons sacrificed themselves to save humanity. Now, 500 years later, those same monsters have returned, and it's up to a lone warrior uh, Raya to track down the last dragon in order to finally stop the drun for good. Hour and 48 minutes long, rated PG-13, uh, wide release and streaming, Rotten Tomato score, 96%. Whoa, all right. Damn. So I think this is a family viewing event for me personally this weekend, and I'm looking forward to it. I like it. that it's PG-13, too, because it means there's some... Yeah, darker moments, darker probably. Stuff, yeah. 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 Uh, also, and this one might be worth watching with the family, too, SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run. <laughs> Animated comedy, uh, Tom Kenny, Aquafina, Clancy Brown star. Uh, it is in the first ever all CGI SpongeBob motion picture event, the SpongeBob movie, SpongeBob on the Run. Uh, Sponge, uh, SpongeBob and his best friend Patrick and the Bikini Bottom Gang star in the most epic adventure movie yet when SpongeBob's beloved pet snail Gary goes missing. Uh, it's an hour and 31 minutes long, rated PG. Uh, it's streaming, and Rotten Tomatoes score gives it a 67%, by the way. So I was not... In the last SpongeBob movie, they, they did some of the CGI. Yes. You know, they normally hand sell the, the regular, you know, the old style of animation. Uh, but they've softened... I'm seeing <laughs> Keanu Reeves is in it, obviously. Uh, but I think they've softened the CGI approach, and it's a nice hybrid between the two. Uh, then you have uh, Chaos Walking, an adventure sci-fi film starring Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley, and Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, the plot is a young man must protect a mysterious woman in a dystopian world where all the females have disappeared. Uh, running time is an hour and 49 minutes long. It is rated PG-13. It is out in wide release. Uh, it's only gotten a score of 24% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. Casey, so. you had some issues with it, right? Yeah, and I feel bad because we're giving away passes for it. But no, listen, you make your own choice if you like it or not, yeah. I thought it sucked ass, and I was just disappointed. <laughs> but at least you tried to soften it. No, well, listen, I... Don't sugarcoat your feelings. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, going yeah. to. I'm not, no, no it's... Well, just say what you really feel. Uh, well, How much ass was sucked? Listen, man, if... If our listeners only hear us talk about how great movies are that we're giving away passes to, they're never going to trust us. Yeah. I wanted this movie to be awesome. When I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this looks great. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, this sucks ass. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. And, 
you know, there was a lot of hope out there, and I was just disappointed. Stay tuned for your chance to win passes to see Chaos Walking, <laughs> as we'll have plenty to give away this morning. Well, and you you might love it. It might you be might. a movie that changes your You're not going to pay for it. Life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Hey, it's free. Don't hey, cost nothing. Get in on the ass sucking. <laughs> and uh, listen. <laughs> I I enjoyed um, the Godzilla King Kong movie. Some people didn't. I yeah. really enjoyed yeah. that one. Not, I didn't care for it. No, sucks ass. It sucked. Rotten Tomato says it sucks ass. I, love I, you, man. I better buffer this because they're giving us promotional stuff. It blew dead donkey. <laughs> I give it. That's uh, one man's opinion. Yeah. yeah. All right, and then one last movie that we are have opening this weekend is Boss Level. Uh, it is a mystery sci-fi thriller. It stars our buddy Frank Grillo. Also, Mel Gibson and Will Sasso. Uh, the plot is trapped in a time loop that uh, constantly repeats the day of his murder. Former Special Forces agent Roy Pulver, who is Frank Grillo, uncovers clues about a secret government project that sucks ass <laughs> and could unlock the mystery behind his untimely death. Uh, running time is an hour and 40 minutes long. It's rated R. It is streaming today. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 79%, so that's a pretty solid score. Actually. I've seen some good things, and I watched yeah. some of the reviews on it, and they say, you know, obviously Frank is completely adept at doing action stuff. Oh, a, yeah. If there's ever been an actor who can do fights and stuff like that, it's Frank Grillo. But they're saying uh, his buddy Joe Carnahan, who uh, wrote and directed this, that he's f- finally given him the starring vehicle he he really deserves because there's comedy in it too, mm-hmm. and Frank can do that as well. Yep. Maybe that's a new way to measure the uh, movies instead of like uh, you know I give it like you know ten stars, nine stars. How many asses it sucks? Yes. Yeah, so the the what's least the, what's amount. the positive though because I, there's n- right. to me, zero there's, asses there's no... sucked. Okay, well, that's a little yeah. It's a so little rather, confusing. rather than going with the positive, you're going with a negative scale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it only should there a be like bit. like a misery yeah. index? Is what you're going to use to recommend something? Right, ten out of ten asses. Have yeah, been yeah, okay. yeah. Well, anyhow, uh, Ryan the Last Dragon. No, wait a minute. That's a good movie. Yeah, yeah that, that is a good movie. Ryan the boss level. We're now going to clips. I realized <laughs> oh. I was done with the last thing, and I started reading the next page. Uh, which I'm not going to start with Ryan the Last Dragon. I'm going to start with Silk, you, San Diego. Silk Road. <laughs> Go after yourself. Uh, is a dark net website uh, selling illicit drugs that a DEA agent is working undercover to shut down. And in this clip, actress Katie Esselton <laughs> discusses <laughs> of course. how... Uh, how learned about the terrifying topic? What? Huh? How learned? Who? How learned about the terrifying learned. topic for the film? How she how learned? She learned. Who writes this? See, when I first saw it, I thought it was learned. Yeah. she is about the terrifying topic. So, anyhow, here's the clip. So I've like delved in just on the research side of things, and then I knew about it just from you know the news, and and I also just think that like entities like bitcoin are so bizarre like it's just so you know stranger things it's like i feel like there's a whole upside down of the internet that i know exists and it terrifies me what the is this silk road streaming on google play by the way and here's the next clip now we have raya in the last uh dragon that introduces a new realm known as kumandra a reimagined earth inhabited by an ancient civilization in this clip kelly marie tran who portrays raya discusses how her character is relatable to everyone here we go for me playing raya started from finding some sort of commonality you know i I think that um she's someone who saw the world in a very specific way then this horrible thing happens and then she sort of 
changes the way that she perceives the world. It becomes this place of distrust. It becomes a place of danger. And then she learns how to find the good in the world again. That is really relatable to just anyone's human experience. Uh, By the way, something something about this animation looks a little bit sharper than other ones that I've seen. Well, there yes, they they in some cases they subtly change the I mean they're yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. It actually yeah. it so it's using um there's a lot more that's dark in this movie. Yeah, but, and, but the, and the I, lighting and I, shadows yeah. and things like that look really cool in this. Yeah. Just uh, uh, so you know, Steve, it is PG. I don't I don't know where you saw that it was PG-13. Oh, I may have said that. Yeah, it's, it's okay, only, so uh, it's only rated PG. PG just yeah, let... I, I saw one of the listings say PG-13. No, PG, I, and so just to let the parents know. This I'm is there. on IMDb, yeah. so uh, they're MD. usually pretty solid. Uh, Ryan the Last Dragon premieres in theaters today. And there you go. That's your entertainment report. My God, it's almost quarter after seven. Oh, we got to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Hey, you want to see a movie that sucks ass? I got movie passes <laughs> for Chaos Walking. Uh, and we obviously you don't send them this audio. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to take uh, callers 10, 11, 12, 215, 263, WMMR, and I'm going to give you passes to see that. It is in theaters today, by the way. We'll be right back. WMMR. We're not just in your car anymore. Ask Alexa to open MMR, and we'll come streaming right into your house. And we promise we're not listening to you doing stuff that often. I realize I'm just thinking out loud right now. I want to do this very soon because Connor was on the other side of the glass in our control room. Yes. And I needed something, and I gestured to him, and he knew exactly what I was talking about. (laughs) We have our own sign language. We do. That we use here, and I want to make videos and see if people can interpret (laughs) what we're saying saying to each other when we use our sign language. Because the mics are on. You don't want to interrupt when somebody's speaking, so you have to do this gesturing. And over the years, we have developed our own sign language. Did you go like this to him? No, no, no. I went, I went, uh, I, I went like this, and and he okay. knew what it printer. Meant. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, yes. <laughs> what exactly. was it? Let me see. Uh, I, I go. Um, oh right, that. okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, my, but so we'll that's make, weird. Video, video okay. will follow. Obviously, uh, we have because mine is I, I, you know, I go like this and then that. Right. Yep. <laughs> so anybody listening, you know exactly what I do. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? But yeah. we will we'll, we'll make video and maybe post it on social and, and see if you guys well, can interpret what we do. What we'll have to get Bill Weston involved in. Oh that. my god. Oh my god. He's he he has his own dialect and. <laughs> God only knows. Low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Third leg of the soul. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ten sounds desperate. <laughs> Casey was the one who alerted us uh, to this yesterday. <clears throat> it was making the rounds, and now it's blown up uh, virally, which uh, many things do these days. But uh, And Kathy reported on this in the news. There's a woman in uh, New York City. Her name is Samantha Hartso. And she had realized that there was a draft coming through her bathroom uh, it was weird. She checked all these different areas. She, she didn't have a vent or anything like that in the area. She did. And eventually she realized that it was coming from the mirror. There was a draft coming through her mirror in her bathroom. I had a, the same sort of progression, though, Preston. She looked She looked initially at where the, the door knob closed on her bathroom door and felt, felt what she thought was coming out of there. And I, there was an apartment I had where there was a, a breeze coming through that and I think it was just because there was space between the, the drywall and the apartment. Then she moves on to, look, my hair's still blowing. Right. And you're right. It ends up at the mirror. Yeah, she covered up the thing on the door and realized there was still a breeze coming through. And, and then she tracked it down to the, the, the large mirror hanging in the bathroom. So 
she started documenting this. She right. was telling the story of this, and she started documenting this. And she released four TikTok videos uh, for her little adventure. And so she takes the mirror off of the wall, and there's a hole behind the mirror. And she looks through the hole, and she realizes there's a whole other room uh, that is on the other side of that hole. And, of course, that, you know, piques her interest. And she's like, well, we need to look further into this. And eventually realizes she can squeeze through there. Barely, if you watch the video. Yeah. I wouldn't have done that. I mean, I, I would have gone just head first and tried to crawl through. But yeah. nonetheless, she does this funky little contortionist way to get into the other side. And once she gets over there, she realizes it's an entire apartment. It's yeah. not just a room. It's an entire, entire apartment. apartment that for some reason or another, they had cut a hole and left it open into the other Apartment, and yeah. so she goes through, and it looks like it's being redone or has just been left abandoned for whatever reason. Yeah. The thing that that was going on in my mind is how is this landlord letting this New York City space go yes, unused exactly. like that yeah. when it's an absolute premium and you pay ridiculous right? rates for even you know an efficiency apartment, but not right now. You know, as as people are moving out, like yeah, like, that's uh, true. People so, are so, leaving. Yeah, as people are leaving by by okay. the time. But I understand exactly what you're saying, Preston. How expensive is New York real estate? But but I mean, the thing also is this: you're leaving. That's causing cold air to go into the other apartment, which is causing her. You know, yeah, her, her bills. To go I, up. I don't know what her deal is as far as paying for heaters on and so forth, right. but I assume she's paying her electric. Right. So I don't right. know if you guys could tell, but when she goes through the mirror to get to the other side, on where her mirror was on the other side of that wall, there was a vanity. Looking back, there were some lights above the oh. mirror on the other side. So it was this full apartment, and on the other side, the other the the hidden apartment, the ghost apartment. There was there's a staircase. Like it's a it's a bi level yeah. place, yeah. you know, yeah. and so like. It, Despite the fact that people may be leaving New York City, that's premium space that's completely abandoned. And it, I, I kept waiting for, like, a homeless person to be on the other side of it somewhere. Right. I was I was hoping, because she eventually finds her way to a door, yes. and it leads out into a hallway. I was hoping that it would have been, like, a sealed-up door like and, like, nothing in there. And if that would have been the case, I would have started to... Like fix the place up a little yeah. bit and maybe make it part of my own apartment. <laughs> and, well, right. years ago I tweeted uh, it was a thing that, that got viral uh, and, and people were sending it around where I said, "Oh, I was, you know, I was re- uh, repairing something on my wall in my house and I and I knocked through the, the the hole and I realized, oh, there's a magical special whole other you know place on the other side." And then I remembered I lived in a duplex. <laughs> so, but 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 the the um, this uh, has been. Um, in my mind, Preston, and apparently a number of others, as I read an article, it's in the uh, the Daily Mail about this story. Everyone's thinking about the Candyman. Have you ever, right. in, in the Candyman? It's it's through a mirror that the the listen. It's freaky to think that someone had access yeah. to your house through the bathroom mirror. Well, her friend mentions, and don't tell me about the movie because I haven't seen it. Mentions Parasite to her. He goes, oh Have you ever yes, seen Parasite. Yes, yes. So absolutely. So I haven't seen it, but I would like to. But so I guess there's a component to that as wow. well. But um, we've had a couple of stories recently of people who've had a similar type of thing happen. You remember there was um, these guys in England that didn't even know there was this attic in this place that they were renting, and they had been there for a long time. They go up there, and there's this treasure trove of porn magazines from like the 1970s that were up there. Yeah. We we had a, an apartment in Massapequa, Long, Long Island. It was above old stores. We loved this place. It was the first place that my wife and I as a married couple lived in. And there was one door that we thought was just a door leaning against a wall in the back room because it just seemed weird. It was a door to another mini hallway. What? Okay. I'm like, what? So that's something I'm curious about. If anybody's have any stories of finding a mystery 
location, room, whatever it is, in, in a place you lived in, because Chuck has had that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Go ahead. That's and, what I was going to say. Call. Doesn't Chuck yeah. have one in his shore house? Chuck had the mystery uh, place. And, and they've where the made trolls it, live. They, yeah, they've made up all these stories about, you know, yeah. that's where they put the bad kids and yeah. stuff like that. We're coming and for t- you, Chuck. We're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's room. so weird, though. Like, yeah. same thing. At the shore, there's wasted space in, in a home. Like, yeah. everything's built on top of each other there. Well, we bought a shore house. And we have there's an area that we that we call Narnia. Uh, it's a tiny little half door, really? and, it, and it goes into a storage space. Yeah, okay. but it's it's weird because it's this little thing, yeah. you know. So that's our little mystery location. <sighs> what was the name of the movie? There was a TV movie, and then they remade it again, uh, where these little um, uh, we know you're alone or something like that. No, not, that's not it. But but anyway, these like little troll creatures that live behind a door in the basement. Oh, yeah. That, that come, yeah. Okay. Anytime I see a small door like that, I think, what's yeah. in it? Wah! What By the way, it? that door in Shucks, uh, it leads to the little hallway and then another door that opens up to a, a window. So it's and yeah. did, didn't Marissa crawl in there? Yeah, she's well, she the one can, that explored it to see what it was. She can walk upright. Like she's yeah. uh she actually, you know, it's, was that thing at Chuck's is like the Winchester house, Steve. It's uh, like, you know, st- uh, stairs that go nowhere, yeah. doors that open to a brick wall. I love it. Doesn't it. make any sense. I love stuff like that. I do too. You know, I, but Nick and I have similar recurring dreams where there are entire like wings of our house that we've never yeah, I, I have that as well. Not even in the house that I live in right now. No, my old house. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it, it's bizarre, but there's wings that I've never explored. And I'm like, wow, that's uh, that's kind of cool. I didn't know I had that room. Uh, here's a text that says, "I used to live in a house with a treasure trove of porn." I asked my dad about it. He swore it wasn't his. <laughs> so I guess it was a ghost that lived there. There was a ghost that kept porn under my dad's mattress <laughs> when I was growing up. Uh, this one says, house we bought had a uh, basement staircase to nowhere. It creeps everyone out. Uh, so, yeah, let's uh, let's go to the phones. We've got some calls coming in. I'm going to go to Cat. Hey, Cat. good morning. Hi, I'm really Pat, but sure. All right, Pat. All right, Pat, what's up? So when I was in college, we rented this house um, that we, after we lived there for a while, we saw that the mirrors, like, didn't come off the wall. They were, like, stuck to the wall, so we figured we would try to explore that. We found, like, this entryway from the porch up into the middle of the house. And then when we got in there, we could see that the landlord could crawl into our house and look into, like, the bathroom, the bedroom. The living room. So, Pat, it was. Are you saying that these were two-way mirrors? Um, some were. Yeah, they were all two-way or whatever those mirrors are. That yeah. Yeah, you can look yeah. through the other side. It's called a two-way mirror. Yeah. Right. That's effed up. Uh, did you call the police? Well, we actually did, and they said we couldn't do anything about it because um, we couldn't prove that it was him. Like, it could have been a former owner. But I think they were just blowing us off because we were college girls and, you know. Yeah. Dude, that's, that sucks. I would have started to follow up with some yeah. other organizations on that because that's, yeah, that's, you, that's creepy. I would have reversed Illegal. The, I would have reversed the mirror for oh the next God. time the perv is in there. That would have been great. Well, that. actually, what we did was we started playing tricks on people who came over. So we'd, like, you know, one of the girls would hang herself in the mirror and we'd wait and see if people would kind of notice it because. <laughs> Yeah. So you were having fun with the Purves mirrors? Sure, why not? <laughs> okay. Uh, you, you could have, like, written backwards on it yeah. in, in lipstick or oh, something. Yeah. We know or your <laughs> yeah, 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 or something like that. Yeah. All right, thanks, Pat. That's just flat out wow. Yeah, uh, if it was done with scary. intent and he had done that, that's criminal. 
Uh, I will go to Julie. Good morning, Julie. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, Julie? Um, so I lived for a short time in my childhood in an old 1700s farmhouse out in Collegeville. And if you opened up a piece of wood paneling that was in the creepy old basement, there was tunnels that went underneath the house Whoa. that they used to hide slaves in, Wow, we were told. Part of the Underground Under- Railroad, maybe. Yeah, it was part of the underground. That's railroad. amazing. That so that's historical. That's that's an amazing house to to. Yeah. How far back did those tunnels go? Um, I mean, I was a pretty small child, so it seemed like they went really far, and they were really creepy, and there was like old chairs and bottles in there. Wow, wow, that's a piece of of history. Yeah. Did anybody ever have that looked into officially? No, they tore it down and built a development on. What? The- so there was money to be made. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank or you, Applebee's, Julie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's for Harry and Tubman that they tore it down and put up an Applebee's. I have Graham on the line. Hey, Graham, good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank Woo! you, Graham. What's up? Um, it's funny. The last lady I called Julie, she was in Collegeville. That's, yeah. that's where I live. My wife and I lived in our house for four years before we realized there was an entire room under the basement stairs <laughs> of storage. Oh, an entire room that you first off were not using yeah, I mean, for storage. It, yeah, yeah, it was it was it's a good twenty five to fifty square feet. Wow. It, the, the problem is it was really well hidden. There was a hole cut in the drywall that was about half the size of a door. So how was I supposed to know? Right. Uh, that's pretty wild. And when you're a homeowner, storage space is something you want big time. Oh so God, yeah. do you? You guys must have been ecstatic when you found that. Uh, yeah, especially since my wife's a Harry Potter fan. It, it was just, it was like the yes. icing on the cake for her. Yeah, oh. the, the room under the stairs. Our, uh, our closet on our main floor, our main coat closet, you could actually, because of the way the house was designed, it's an 1880 uh, Victorian, uh, it, it's big enough where you could put a bed in there. It's just the way that it's designed, and everyone always says Harry Potter. Right. Uh, when I think of, of um, uh, hidden rooms under stairs, I think of the Amityville Horror House. Do you remember yes. that? Absolutely. That's where supposedly the demons were residing. And speaking of that, let me go to John. Hey, John, good morning. Hey, good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, dude, what's up? Uh, not much. I was just calling in. I heard this, to- this topic. Uh, we're working on a house down on Spruce Street, yep. renovating this house. It was built in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, we were working in the basement, and we discovered a thing called a privy well. Because ah. the house was owned by, like, the Knights Templar. Okay, so a privy well, that's that's where you take a dump, right? Yeah. Or do you, yeah. you 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 put yeah. all your your your, your leftovers here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, your yeah. ass scrapings. Down there, I guess. And uh, so we discovered it. And our boss Mark has uh, gave and looked for stuff because people would look in these things for like I don't know whatever. Yeah, they're they're a historical treasure trove, uh, uh, treasure trove. The 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 privy wells. They they look for those to go down, and because people would throw trash in there too, and so there's there's a historical. Uh, timeline of things that you can find. Not only things, uh, honestly, their own fecal matter, you know, would have would have remnants of things that could be indicators of the time yeah. and all of that stuff. So that's wild. Yeah, they had, had to dig it out. I mean, we got down, it must have been down 30 feet. We're like fucking 30. out the, uh, br- a lot of bricks. We found bricks and other stuff. Nothing of any uh, value, but yeah. he, didn't, he made us look regardless because... You didn't want to just leave it filled in because in case there was something valuable down there. There, you know? there are a lot of cases where there are wow. wells or things of that nature under a house. And, and again, of course, my mind always has some sort of cinematic 
you know, uh, cor- correlation to it. But in the ring, when they discovered the well yeah. under that, that one uh, hotel room's floor, yeah. Yeah, all those things. But you're right, that used to be a common thing to have at home. But, the, yeah, to wells, that, that used to be common for them to be in the home. Yeah, I guess. That's, that's what I'm getting. Because, I mean, like, you know, the Buffalo Bill had a yeah. well in his <laughs> yeah. his place. Is that what you yeah. thought of, John? Silence well, of the Lambs? I don't know, but I know it was deep down in there, and we had to get a, like, like a 30-foot ladder to get out of it. 30, wow, 30 feet. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> really far. Man. I love your laugh, by the way, John. <laughs> you would be great. <laughs> it puts yeah. lotion in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, John. We appreciate uh, it, man. Good morning. Take All right, care. Have see a good you, one. bud. All right, wow. Uh, let's go next to Matt. Good morning to you, Matt. Hey, Preston and Steve, good morning. Good morning, up, bud. Hey, I bought a house about 15 years ago, and um, it was partial basement, partial crawl space, and I realized that below my living room I had no access, and uh, I was afraid there could be termites in there or, you know, to get the plumbing and electrical. So I decided I needed to see, you know, what was underneath there. I thought it was crawl space, so I went in the basement, busted a hole through, Stuck my uh, stuck my head through and realized that it was full size basement in there. <laughs> yeah, man. You had a full size basement you were unaware of. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I had basement, but it was a whole room. It was like a say ten by twenty room, my, below my living room. Wow! So, but it was a whole entire room that I didn't know, you know, existed. So. I busted the whole wall through, went in there, and uh, unfortunately didn't find anything valuable. It was just a bunch of old paneling. All right, and... so question. Did did you finish it? Did you did you turn it into something? Well, I, I'm actually doing that now. That was like one of my to-do list projects. First, I had to clear all the crap out of it, and I realized that why they did that, there was a foundation crack that somebody thought, I guess, was dangerous. Okay. So they, inclo- they, they blocked up the uh, existing entrance, painted it, Sold us the house, and you know they thought that there was like some kind of problem. So, so they were pulling a sc- they they oh, totally. were pulling a scam on you. Exactly, exactly. But, I don't know uh, how also, I don't know how inspection wouldn't turn that up, but I guess they they didn't do. Uh, you know. I guess they painted it good enough and figured. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It never came. Right. Nothing came up. So is your foundation okay? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I'm, I'm a bricklayer by trade, so I okay. Just put it on your to do list. It's it's no big deal, but unfortunately, too, it was a dirt floor in that section of the basement. So I've been digging dirt out to try to pour some concrete. So, uh, uh. so but this is gonna this is gonna increase the square footage of your home, right? Yeah, yeah, that's extra, huge. Extra basement space. Yeah. Exactly. More taxes. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, yeah. You're, of course, you have to deal with that unless you don't tell anyone. Right. No, that's cool though. Yeah. Good for you, Matt. How Thanks, does buddy. that that work square footage in your house? Because I always thought that basement uh, square footage does not count. Count to I the think tax? I, no, I may be finished. off on this. I think if it's finished, okay. it may count as livable space. Okay, um, but I could be wrong on that. Mubbable, uh, mubbable scabosis. <laughs> uh, I will go next to John. Hey, John. Good morning. Good morning, guys. What's up, buddy? You're good, man. So, Keep uh, going. So when I was about uh, eight or nine years old, my mother comes in from the backyard, says to my dad, how come our kitchen only goes up one story, but the back of the house goes up two? <laughs> so he goes to the top of the steps in the second floor, breaks through the wall, finds this old-ass room. The only thing in the room is a wooden chair and an old newspaper. Oh, scary. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> right? Like, was it an obituary? You discovered my home. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, my God. This is from the day I died. So it's weird that you, so you live there, John, and I've I've actually noticed this, and some people have similar uh, deals, and, uh, you know, throughout... You know, when you're doing house hunting and so on and so forth, you will take a look at a house and you'll say, how come that goes there? Yeah. What's behind that wall? Right. And so you had that exact situation. Yeah. Well, there was also a stairwell that went down through a blocked wall in the kitchen all the way to the basement. So now I just watched Amityville Horror with my dad. <laughs> Please, hey, please remember don't drop an absolute blatant f bomb like that while you're in here, John. It did, it did. I got the point he was trying to make. His dad looked like uh, it was who's James Brolin? James Brolin, yeah, yeah in, from the uh, f and movie, and from the f and movie. Anyway, go ahead, John. He goes. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. okay. It's all right. It was hilarious. <laughs> We enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So he goes he goes down there. And then he starts busting to a brick wall. Yeah. Now, I'm freaking out. <laughs> I don't think I slept for two weeks after that. Because now I'm all I can imagine is the Amityville Horror Room in the yeah. back of his yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, though, John With and the effing monsters, the effing monsters over there. Uh, Thanks, John. There are countless houses that have undergone multiple. <sighs> look, look at how old the houses are in this area. You know, yeah. oh my god, and yes. look at houses with additions and things on top of additions. Yep. And uh, you know, like our house, we have an addition at the far back of the, the mud room. You know, but but the the basement and everything lines up with with the floors above it. The only thing that doesn't have a basement under it is that mudroom. Dude, I grew up in a house that was built in the 1880s. Yeah. This thing, the basement, was terrifying. I mean, even as a, a grown adult. Yeah. there were Because there, there was like a separate room. There was this weird little corridor that went to nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and, and that didn't have a light in it, right? So, if, like, God, if you ever had to go to... <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, my grandparents had a uh, had a scary basement, and I tell you what, if and you know how uh, how sense your olfactory yeah. nerves are that when you smell something, it could take you back there immediately. If I smelled that musty scent that hit that identity, it would take me back, and I would be scared as a kid. The sump pump terrified me in that freaking basement. So man. my basement has again built in that time. There is we have um, a door that opens up to the side that goes up to the, tor- the tornado doors. The what do they call the the, the um, yeah, Bilko the doors. Bilko doors yeah. Okay. So there's that, and and so off to the side of that is halfway up the wall is an opening that goes back into the dark. You know, all, and the cats of course love it. It's like. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, uh, but uh, it, they, the designs were weird, and it is. It, but again, think of how many times people in this area have those sort of situations. <laughs> I guarantee you, there's tons of stuff yet to be discovered. There was only one light switch for the basement, and that was at the top of the stairs. So if you had to go down there, you uh, had to, it's like the conjuring. It's like the conjuring that your brothers your brother. were anywhere. <laughs> they didn't know you were going down there, uh, right? Casey. Because and also Did we had. Oh, no, but there was a fridge down there, so sometimes we would, you know, put extra sodas or whatever yeah. in that fridge. That fridge was so old, it didn't even have a light, so you didn't even have that. So if somebody turned those lights out on you, man. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go next to Lauren. Hey, Lauren, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, you? Lauren? I'm good. 
Good. When I was growing up, we uh, were getting a new back deck built onto our house. So when they ripped down the old one, we saw this door in the ground. So we mm. opened it up. We realized that we had a four-room bomb shelter. Ooh. I always wanted a bomb it. shelter. <laughs> That's cool, Lauren. And it was completely detached from the home? Yeah. It was, well, it was underneath the house, but you couldn't get to it from in the house. How, how many? Was it one room? Was it a couple of rooms? You said four. Four rooms. And did it have, like, its own ventilation system and everything? I assume it would, right? I don't really remember. I just remember I was, like, nine or ten years old. Me and my brother had to cut a ladder to get down, and we were exploring with flashlights. Wow. We so, Lauren, the, the, um, the, there was that movie that we had Judd Nelson on last week talking about the girl in the basement. Mm-hmm. He has a bomb shelter under the house when they purchase the house. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it, it is based on a, on a true story, uh, similar to the real story. And so no one knew about it, and that's where he kept his captive women. And you remember uh, 10 yeah. Cloverfield Lane? 10 Cloverfield, uh-huh. kind of similar yeah. to that. Hey, Lauren, what did you guys end up doing with it? Well, they ended up building the deck over it again. So we really? About three weeks to play in it. You didn't use it? Oh, oh my I God. Have to, like, redo it, make it uh, something. A, like a, a hangout clubhouse. Room. Yeah. There's a, a man cave or a, a she shed or whatever. It's well, like a special don't they, spot. Don't they do that in uh, in Stranger Things? Don't they? Uh, isn't there a bomb shelter that they're using for parties? Mm, no. Lauren, did it have electricity? Different, different show, but I'm not sure. Okay. Did yeah. it have electricity down there? Yeah. Well, it had like a, a pull string for light, but it didn't work. Okay. Because press right. as a teenager, thanks, Lauren. That would have been like a cool. Uh, I wouldn't a have bong den. <laughs> totally right. <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. As long as been the party spot for sure, yeah. and all the uh, prepper food you can eat. Wow. Right. Uh, let me see here. Um, we only have time for a couple more. Uh, let me go to. Uh, let's go to Amy. Hi, Amy. Good morning, Hi. it. Good morning, you guys rock. <laughs> Thank hey. you. What's up, Amy? So we, my husband and I, just bought a home uh, that's 300 years old, Dear and Lord. we discovered the root cellar under the one addition of our home, and it has all the original like stone shelves where they used to keep all the meats and stuff because they didn't have electricity back then, and right. the original steps that go that used to go outside that now go up into like the addition over our um, kind of like mudroom area. Wow! And was it completely sealed off? No, it wasn't, actually. There's a little door. It's about five feet tall. We discovered it in, like, the back portion of our basement, which wow. is quite terrifying in itself. But, yeah. yeah, no, we just discovered this little door and opened it. And, I mean, the ceiling's maybe, like, five and a half feet tall, and it's just this cold, dark room, no lights, no windows. Would, I mean, uh, like, uh, um, dirt floor? Dirt floor, yeah. yep, and just solid stone walls with, like, you know, just handmade stones put in for shelving. And yeah. In the beam. Wow. Wow. Handmade plasma TVs. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yep. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, that, I love that. Like the, uh, you know, the, the, the houses that you'll find, the super old houses, like in Bucks County and stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's astonishing. Amy, will you guys do anything with it or are you just going to just leave it as is? You know what? Honestly, I don't know. We um, we haven't really thought about it, so we're definitely open to ideas. I'd love to use it for something, maybe hide some dead bodies. But yeah. sure, <laughs> All right. why sure. not? Yeah. I mean, that's probably what they used to do anyway. So yeah. All right, thanks, yeah. Amy. Appreciate You're it. Welcome. Yeah, when I was growing up, we would play in our neighbors' yards, and your yard was my yard. Yeah. But the one neighbor across the street, uh, the Wagners, they had a really great front porch that we would uh, go and hide under. And then, but their back porch, I'm, and I'm just remembering this, their back porch, we would go under there. We had like a little clubhouse there, but then we discovered a hole in the wall. 
I guess it maybe was an addition. Yeah. And that was like another secret. And so we would go into. That's awesome. It was, it was, yeah. but like thinking back on it, like why, dude, there could be like raccoons or possums living of course. in there. But... My buddy Steve had a, uh, had a, had a room off of his room that you had to crawl through to get it. Was it, you had, they had cut a hole in the wall and you had to remove a piece of paneling and, and you could go back in there and we, we would party. You know? I told, I told you <laughs> the, the uh, my neighbor's um, garage had a, was for some reason there was like an extra level built up, up on the ceiling on some support. I called it, we called it the Nusat because his dad was a, an artist and there was a, a, a Greek uh, book of nudes yes. uh, and it was called Nus. And so we'd go up to the Nus hut and look at naked women from 1940s Athens. But it's a good use. Yes. Wow. But, uh, yeah, it's this, this room that someone had built there for some yeah. reason, and they inherited it. If you haven't seen the, the TikTok video yet, it, it's great. Uh, and it's this, this gal, Samantha, in New York who found a complete uh, apartment on the other side of her uh, bathroom mirror. And it was uh, uninhabited, and it's just cool. It's it's a neat little adventure too. It's just they're they're each a minute long. It's only four videos, and step by step she takes you through the process. But it's hit virally, so uh, if you want to take a look at that, do you'll enjoy it today. All right, we need to take a break. Uh, we got people to talk to this morning. Uh, JJ Jim Jackson Flyers are going to be welcoming fans back this Sunday. Yep, we're going to talk to him a little bit about that, and uh, we have some other people to chat with as well. Some, uh, you know what? I'm going to give away uh, uh, a gift card from our friends at Rita's because. Yeah. Here this morning, uh, they have dropped off a uh, quarts of ice and treats to us, and the wait is over because Rita's is now open and serving up all your favorite frozen treats. You can stop by for some happiness with a delicious Italian ice or creamy frozen custard. Uh, Caller number nine at 215-263-WMMR. You get a $25 gift card. How about that? We'll take a break and be right back. B-Files coming up. To WMMR.com now and experience the best of Preston and Steve's cardboard classic. People falling on top of each other. Complete pandemonium. See the most amazing creative designs to come down the hill or not over the years, including Preston's top 10 semi nude sleds, Nick's five sleds so big, I can't believe they made it down the hill, and much more. Plus, you can vote for the best new fan creations for the 2021 Cardboard Classic Home Edition starting today. <laughs> it's disintegrated. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic. A look back. Sponsored by Acme Corrugated Box. From concept to delivery, our innovations are your packaging solutions. It's got smoke coming out the back of it. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. <laughs> Brought to you by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. Schedule their full service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. Uh, we'll start with this bit of irony. A California serial killer who authorities say strangled and raped at least seven women was fatally choked himself in state prison. What? Roger Reese. Well, he wasn't. He didn't choke himself, but, oh, oh. but somebody he was strangled to death. I, see. I would like known, to see that though. Uh, he was known as a strangler. Well, you know, well, that's the, what you get. Roger Reese Kibbe, who was 81 years old, known as the I-5 Strangler. In I remember the, this. 1970s and 1980s, was spotted unresponsive Sunday in his cell at Mule Creek State Prison southeast of Sacramento. His 40-year-old cellmate standing nearby. An autopsy showed that Kibbe had been manually strangled, calling the death a homicide. 
No charges have been filed in the death of Kibbe, a former suburban Sacramento furniture maker whose brother was a law enforcement officer. He was finally initially convicted in 1991 of strangling Darcine Frankenpole, who was 17 uh, years old and had run away from her home in Seattle. Investigators say uh, said then that the suspect, they suspected him and other similar slayings, but it wasn't until 2009 uh, that an investigator used new developments and evidence to connect him to six additional slayings in multiple North Carolina counties with several victims alongside Interstate 5 or other highways in 1986. Kibbe was serving multiple life terms for the slayings when he was killed. Authorities say he never stopped trying to prove that... Uh, 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 one of the investigators said he never stopped trying to prove that he was responsible for even more deaths. Investigators secretly took him on multiple field trips from prison with the hope that they would reveal the whereabouts of more victims. I was reading a, a bit of this story, Preston, and after a while they began to realize... He was probably just doing this to get out on those field trips. Yeah, maybe, yeah. but he never admitted to other killings beyond those which uh, he was charged. But he was strangled to death. The strangler was strangled well, to death. Well, that, yeah, that's fine by me. Yeah. Uh, the Lee County Sheriff's Office in Florida says 21-year-old Adrian Gonzalez Bradway was arrested Wednesday after he showed up naked to his neighbor's home. On Tuesday afternoon, he began tapping on her door. The resident asked Bradway if... He needed assistance, but he didn't respond. And a half hour later, the homeowner saw him jumping on the family's trampoline while still naked. (laughs) There's footage of this, is there not? Oh, oh, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Uh, When the woman saw him touching himself, she called 911. I was fine with the trampoline, but this is just disgusting. Police added that Bradway ran up to the woman's door demanding entry. And when she refused, he allegedly smashed her kitchen window. Deputies arrived and then took Bradway into custody. Deputies and fire personnel responded to a report of a man trapped underneath a hay bale oh around 5 a.m. on Monday. The sheriff's office said deputies found 50-year-old a 50-year-old local man trapped under a bale that weighed about 1,500 pounds. Ooh. Hey! Uh, what? They, hey! They what? Were, they were able to dig the man out, and he was flown to a local hospital. I don't know his condition. The owner of the hay told authorities hey. that the man did not have permission to be on the property and had not bought the hey. Uh, sheriff's office is investigating the incident. Uh, in Rhode Island, a man said that he has ring doorbell camera footage of an Amazon delivery driver urinating on the groceries he had just oh dropped God. off. Is yeah. this the second time you had a story like this two or three weeks ago? No, this is a guy actually oh peeing God. on the groceries. Yeah. Uh, the man How much said, extra do you pay for that? Says he immediately called Amazon customer service, which was largely unhelpful. But when he called a corporate number, an Amazon representative apologized profusely and sent a cleaning crew to the house to clean the front walkway. Mm. The man also got a $100 credit in his Amazon account on Wednesday morning. Uh, he adds that he contacted police who have been trying to locate the driver. So, I mean... The ring doorbells are not like secretly you you see they're, them. They're giant boxes. They're obvious. Yeah, but people they for, glow. People they, forget yeah. they're there. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and they don't know how clear those <laughs> those videos. They're can astonishing. Be. My, my now, I have a different. I have a sky bell. The field of vision on that thing is super wide. I pick up everything and super sensitive. It actually takes pictures of cars just passing in the street. And even if there aren't cameras, if you're gonna piss on the groceries. Yes. I think they're going to figure out how that happened. Piss away from the house and then deliver them. Any idiot can tell you that. 
but he wanted to do this on the groceries for whatever reason. So there you go. Maybe There's more a, to that story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Police arrested a man they believe has been dressing up as a Home Depot employee and stealing from the franchise across the panhandle of Florida. So he goes into the store, dresses Home Depot employee, yeah, and, and steals then steals. Yeah. So I guess it worked once, and he decided, hmm, I'll try this all around Florida. Uh, city police said they arrested Dustin White of Georgia. Uh, they responded to the Home Depot after callers say White was seen loading merchandise into the back of a moving truck in the store's parking lot. I can't believe someone's doing this in a hardware store. They say he was wearing a Home Depot apron in an attempt to conceal what he was doing. White ter- tried to run, uh, but was caught after a short chase. <laughs> investigators, say, investigators say White had taken more than fifteen hundred dollars of merchandise from Panama City from a Panama City location. They also believe he had taken items from the Pam- Panama City Beach location and possibly the Tallahassee stores as well. Think of this dude running in a Home Depot apron. They said all three locations uh, he had dressed like an employee. Uh, White is charged with grand theft, scheme to defraud. And possession of meth as well. There's a TikToker who doesn't steal, but uh, he dresses up as em- employees. Um, I think it's Walmart. And he goes in and he tells the other staff who are like stocking shelves. He's like, oh, um, the boss just said you're doing a great job. You can go take a break. You can leave for the day. And he tells people to leave. Is he getting oh. fired? No, I yeah. think eventually he, like most of the employees, at least yeah. the videos he posts, they're like, who are you? I've never seen you. Do you work here? Right. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. So we're going to take a break. We'll get back in a second, and uh, we do have a guest uh, from FEMA that's going to be yes. joining us about the uh, vaccinations that are, are uh, being done at the uh, convention center in Philadelphia. So we'll get those details, and we have some other things to dive into. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, uh, vaccinations for COVID-19, uh, a lot of people getting them and a lot I've of people my first. trying to get them. Yeah. Yep, you had your first. Uh, so, they were in luck because they're ready to roll out even more of them and the convention center is the place to do it. So, um, they want to get the word out. So, we're happy uh, to help do that. And we have from FEMA Philadelphia, Nick Mor- Morici, who is yeah. on the show. Hey, Nick, how you doing, man? Doing well, everybody. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So when did this uh, get started at the convention center? We 
started on uh, Wednesday the 3rd, and we are working eight, seven days a week from 8 to 8, and we'll be there for eight weeks. We're working in collaboration and coordination with the City of Philadelphia, the Pennsylvania Man- Emergency Management Agency, as well as uh, the military there that's going to help us do the injections uh, for, the, uh, for, the, for the vaccinations. Now, we'll be there. We could vaccinate up to 6,000 people a day. That's up to 6,000. And uh, we're working hard to get the word out. So I thank you all for giving us the time today. So uh, now, if, if uh, which uh, are you giving the uh, the Moderna or which would uh, – I'm asking only because uh, if someone gets a shot, they obviously have to come back for a second shot for the Moderna and the Pfizer. Uh, which what, what vaccination are you giving? Pfizer. The Pfizer? Yes. Sir. So okay. how do they get their second shot? You'll, you'll, they'll still come back to you for the second shot? Yeah, they'll make the appointment. So when they make the appointment online and they could go on to philadelphia.gov backslash vaccine dash interest, or you could call 311. They could make their appointment. They get in for their first appointment, and then before they leave, they'll have their second appointment. Oh, there okay. you go. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, okay, so how about uh, qualifying? Who who qualifies for this? Is anybody? Great question, Preston. It's for 1A and 1B, so we're talking about essential workers. We're talking about folks that are over 75 years old. But that also allows us, because we could do so much more volume at the convention center, because, you know, if you've been there for the car show or the flower show, how many people we could fit in there, and that 6,000 number is up to every day for possible vaccinations, you know, we could free up a lot of the local spots that are around the city of Philadelphia that have been doing a good job for quite a while. Yeah, we found that, and there have been multiple cases of, of, say, different sites where they've gotten to the people they needed to get to and there were extra shots available and so those were administered outside of whatever you know whether you're 1a or 1b or whatever the classification is so there, there what you're saying is basically the opportunity and likelihood you're closer to getting a shot has now increased exponentially opened it up and those shots are going to save lives we are keeping people out of hospitals also so that's the key that we have to think about it here how we've been in this for almost a year as a, as a community together, as a Philadelphia community together. I'm a Philadelphian. So this mission is special to everyone here in FEMA Region 3, and it's special to everyone in the nation that works for FEMA as well. But it means something, uh, and we're going to try to get everybody vaccinated that we can, that's, that's eligible, that fits that criteria. We know that uh, you know we want people to be patient. It's uh, The weather's getting better, so obviously we're going to be there for eight weeks. So we encourage everyone to sign up online or call 311 and try to get your shot. Hey, Nick, as you're signing up online, uh, first of all, what's what's the uh, email address or website to go to, uh, and also what what type of information will you need to be uh, uh, filling out in that uh, request form? Two great questions. So one, it's philagovernor slash vaccine dash interest, and okay. that is the website to go on. And we could send that to your folks. You could post it for your listeners, or we could even tweet it out for you. And then uh, the other, you're going to have to take a, uh, an ID, and you'll have to take a copy of, like, a utility bill or something that proves your residence because it's for Philadelphia County residents only. So Philadelphia City, Philadelphia County, one and the same. We're looking to get that information, and we'll get you in the line. Are you required to enter any uh, insurance information when, you, uh, when you're filling out your um, uh, request form, if you will? No, no, okay. you're not. Just uh, demographic information, just, you know, who you are and cool. where you live. And then, of course, please note that there's no walk-ins. So it's by appointment only. So I know it's very popular. Everyone wants to get the vaccine, but walk-ins cannot be accepted. Cool. So, Nick, you mentioned is a Philadelphia residents only. Um, are there plans at any point to extend that to, to the New Jersey suburbs and uh, PA suburbs and, and Delaware cool. as well? Well, Region 3, we cover... Uh, 
Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, D.C., Virginia, and West Virginia, right over the bridge and right over the river, obviously, is New Jersey. We did an operation in Delaware about two weeks ago, and uh, that started at the Dover International Speedway. That was a great drive-up site. We did that uh, with the Department of uh, Emergency Management there in DEMA. And we, ha- we know that our, our neighbors in New Jersey have been doing things for a little while. This in the area, this federally funded and supported site, is one of the, it was one of the first in Philadelphia. So it's actually the first in Philadelphia. All right. Very Excellent. cool. All right. Well, listen, Nick, you guys got your hands full, lots of work ahead, and we want to keep people coming through. So we'll pass the information along. And uh, and we thank you guys for doing the hard work that you're doing. Hey, guys, you guys rock. I appreciate it. No problem. Nick Morici, guys, Philadelphia. So that's good news. Just getting there. Opening up more opportunity for people to get in and uh, get that taken care of. All right. We have uh, we have another guest, actually, who's on the line. This came together at uh, the last second. Uh, Kathy had a news story this morning. Um, there was a fire in Montgomery County at this place called the Normandy Farms. Yes. And uh, there's a restaurant there that uh, my wife and I used to go to regularly. Um, a great place. And it's also a venue where you can uh, you can have wedding wedding receptions and all kinds of different uh, functions. Beautiful place. Uh, and it's old. It's been around for a long time. It's an old farm estate. So they caught on fire. Which sucks. And then there was a story about how a uh, a woman was having her wedding there and i think the wedding day was today and nick what was the the, the details so they were on? actually supposed to get married about a year ago and the the pandemic happened so they had to delay it they delayed it until today god uh and then this fire happened oh, last man. night but there believe it or not there are some real positive silver linings and they're going through with the wedding and so we got a text from the sister of the bride and we're going to chat with the bride momentarily yep so this is the uh this is the bride ladies and gentlemen oh. caitlin is online hey caitlin how you doing Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you, Caitlin. All right. Kind of a, you know, weird couple of days here. Um, <laughs> when when did this, uh, the fire happen overnight? No, so we went out to dinner um, at the Normandy Farms Hotel with the farmer's daughter, and we were finishing up dinner walking across the hotel, or walking across the parking lot that goes to the carriage house where we were staying with all of our stuff. And we see a bunch of firefighters and fire trucks, and we're going, and there's smoke. And I'm like, oh, that looks really close to our like our house. And I'm getting closer, and I'm like, that's a lot of smoke. And I start running, and we just see all the flames, and I realized that the whole house we were staying in was uh, up in flames. So oh. you, you have a situation where you, obviously, I don't think when you were talking to your wedding planner a year plus ago, <laughs> you were saying, okay, just in case of a pandemic, what do I do? So you have to roll with that. You delay it. You figure, okay, we'll, we'll get enough of a time here where we can pull this off. And uh, then when the fire breaks out, do you ever for a second say, are the, are the forces of the universe aligning to tell us something, or does it make you more resolute to go through with this marriage? I think uh, at first I thought, you've got to be kidding me. No way. <laughs> this is happening. Uh, and then once I realized everything was okay, everyone was safe, we called the DJ, told him we're changing our entrance song to We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> all right. So, uh, who all's staying there? Just uh, the uh, the immediate family, the wedding party. So last night was my mom uh, and my four sisters. Okay, we're all in the and myself. We're all in the uh, the house. I called on five. And and you guys were all out to dinner together. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. So at least you knew everybody. The people were safe. Everyone which, was safe. Okay. Absolutely. Yep. But then you got to worry about. Oh my God, my dress is in there. Oh my yeah. God, mm-hmm. we have this, we have that, and all the stuff we need for the wedding. Um, what was the story on all, all of those materials? 
so I just kind of all of a sudden it hit me and like I was running through my brain of everything that was in there and I'm like oh this is in there and that's in there and this is in there and I was thinking like how do we how are we going to have a wedding with without any of that stuff uh thankfully the firefighters did a great job they got everything out uh when they came walking out their arms up high holding long dresses I uh, let out a yell I went crazy I was running in the parking lot to go get them and it was just Exciting to see the dresses and know that it'll all work out. Kaylin, does your dress smell smoky? Have you have you sniffed it yet? It does smell smoky. I'm not gonna lie, I have some hair pieces. They smell really smoky. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Today I opened up one bag and I was like, "Cool, this is really smoky." So uh-huh. we're airing everything out all over the hotel. All right. So I assume you guys are staying there because you're gonna have the reception at the uh, uh, at Normandy Farm, right? Yes, so now we switched over and we're now in the main hotel. Okay, so it's not uh, good. You still have a venue. You're able. You're able to do it. And today's the wedding, right? Today's the wedding. I was supposed to get married March twenty first, twenty twenty. So it has been a long time coming. Sure, I'm very excited too. Oh, did we lose you, Caitlin? Yeah, I think we lost her. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, yeah, there's another fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, please. No, no, no. Oh my God, no. that's crazy. I mean, how? nice that they were able, those firefighters got the dresses and all that out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the whole wedding oh, day. There we go. We, we lost you for a second. Caitlin, we lost you for a bit there. Um, I forgot what the last question I asked you was. Uh, um, I forget. What man. do you like to eat? Yeah, yeah what do you like to eat? <laughs> what you no. What's on the How about WandaVision? My, my, my future husband's still MIA, so I'm not sure what he's up to. <laughs> what? Okay. Oh. When, when officially does the ceremony kick, under, uh, kick uh, underway? Or get underway, I should say. Uh, 6 p.m. Okay. 6 p.m. Okay. So hopefully uh, we get to 6 o'clock. We make it, everyone survives, and I get to walk down the aisle. So are you going to watch the final episode of WandaVision and Servant <laughs> before or after? Uh, maybe. I might actually take a break in between. Okay. Okay. Hey, how many, how many people at the, uh, at the reception? Uh, we have 123. Okay. All right. That's good actually choice. good. Yeah, if especially have, now. Yeah. If you have any projectors or anything, watch. Uh, you can put Coming to America up on the... Uh, <laughs> There's so much. It's awesome. All right. Well, listen, you guys are going to have a story for the rest of your lives yes. uh, because of pandemic and a fire. I think we're set for life. We don't need any more fun. No, you, this marriage will survive. Love the ages. conquers all. Yes. How about that? All right, yes, Caitlin, good luck the rest of the day and congratulations to you. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a great day, guys. Are you, you too? Caitlin, guys, the beautiful bride on her way down the wedding aisle. Love prevails. God, could you imagine? No, no I, would, I mean, no. I would just be devastated. She seems like a good bride, though. I mean, yeah. to just flow with it like that. Let uh, it roll. Yeah, yeah. like I was going to suggest, I think there's a dry cleaner across the street. And I was like, you should take the dress over there. They might be able to help with the smell. But listening to her, she didn't seem like she really Doesn't cared. Matter. Yeah. And they probably do it for free, wouldn't you think? I, yeah, I would hope so. After, after something like that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, they, they are going to have the story of the family uh, to tell for a long, long time. COVID, yeah. then a fire. And if one more thing's happen, but what happens between now and 6 p.m., I'm telling you this right now, Caitlin, call it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just call it off. It's the universe. Yeah. It's telling you something. Uh, but uh, good luck with everything. Um, you know what? It's uh, Friday, and I should probably clean out the jar. So, By the way, did you see the, uh, I, I forget which Lindsay Lohan movie it's from. Is it from The Parent Trap? Uh, but they play this song. In one in the scene, and they, her and a, I think like a butler do a dance to this. Oh, like really? A, a quick little thing. We've okay. got to learn that. Yeah, we should. All right, let me see what I can find in here. 
All right, how about this? At 118 years old, the world's oldest living person is preparing to carry the Olympic torch this May in Japan. Wow. Yeah, Kane. <laughs> Kane Tanaka is her name, uh, who t- has twice survived cancer, wow. lived through two global pandemics, and loves to drink fizzy drinks. Will take the flame as it passes through. Uh, I guess it's Shim Shime in uh, her home prefecture of Fukuoka. Uh, while Tanaka's family will push her in a wheelchair for almost uh, most of her 100 meter or so leg. Uh, the super centenarian. What, what song is that? I don't. I thought it was the Olympics theme. <laughs> okay, what is this? Hang on. Oh, that's good. Is she coming in like this? Hit boy. I don't know why it's got all this stuff underneath this it. Is, uh, you know what? I'm reading it wrong. It says Olympus. Olympus. Oh, not Olympus. Okay. 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 I heard Dave Matthews in there. Uh, Yeah, hang on. Hang on. Oh, okay. So that's pissing the night away. Pissing the night away. Uh, piss boy. And piss boy. It's all piss. Oh, that's any better. Uh, okay. Well, anyhow, okay. Okay. Yeah, so, so, so what does yeah. she have to do with that m- 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 montage? <laughs> it was an accident. Uh, I uh, think I hear uh, Dave Matthews. <laughs> so this will be, she'll do a hundred meter or so leg of uh, the super centenarian. Wow. Is determined to walk the final few steps as she passes the torch to the next runner. Man, 118. She's going to do some deadlifting too, right? Previous record holders for the oldest Olympic torchbearers include Ada Germanique of Brazil, who lit the torch in the 2016 Rio Summer Games at age 106, and table tennis player Alexander Kaptarenko, who ran with the torch at the 2014 Sochi Winter Games at 101 years old. So she will be the oldest to ever do this. She looks tremendous for it. She, she does. looks like she, I, I would put her at like 70. Yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah. in her 70s. So. Uh, cool uh, badge of honor for her. So nice. All right, what else we have here? Where's uh, the music? I mean, all right. You know what? Um, yeah. Should I mention this? Should I mention this now or later? Mm. What do you think? Let's do it now. You okay. Do it? Yeah, because it's in a prime spot and it all deserves right. to be acknowledged. Uh, WMMR Philadelphia has renewed a deal with legendary radio personality Pierre Robert. Yeah! There was a uh, press release uh, that was put out yesterday. It says Beasley Media Group announces legendary rocker WMMR FM radio personality Pierre Robert has signed a multi-year extension hosting middays in Philadelphia. The move guarantees Robert will celebrate 40 Uninterrupted years with the radio station this November. That's Uh, pretty amazing. Radio icon is one of the most recognized personalities in the city of Philadelphia. Robert joined the rock station in 1981 and has been hosting the midday show with his unabashed love for music, his listeners, and the city. Zappa, zappa cool, man. Mm -hmm. So amazing. 40 years uh, in November. MMR, there is no MMR without Pierre. No, no, exactly. So we're very, very happy uh, uh, for our brother and uh, w- and looking forward to many more years of working together with him. When we were having our conference call last night, I said, oh, yeah, Pierre resigned. And uh, Kathy thought <laughs> I said Pierre resigned. Dude. For a minute. And yeah, my heart yeah. dropped. I got that, you know, that feeling like in your, like, your oh, stomach. No. Like I was like, what? What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it was just for a second, but <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't that. I'm pretty sure that Pierre 
will die with headphones on his head. <laughs> Absolutely. In front of him. In fact, microphone. it might be because he strangled himself trying to run for a spilling cup of coffee. <laughs> 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 Maybe. No, nah, I'm I'm happy for him. Pierre's had uh he's had a rough week and uh and and uh not to go into any detail about that, but uh He's uh, and maybe this is part of it, man. When you're when you're re-upping, when you're yeah. renegotiating, stressful for a contract, it's it can be a very stressful situation. There's a lot. Listen to him, Kaboomba. Uh, that was right as he signed. Yes, yeah, he signed. He got yeah. done. Uh, so uh, it it can be a bit much. So yeah. uh, we're we're really happy for. I mean, not not only, but he also he got a a song request from this bus driver in the area named Otto, and I thought that that was really oh, cool man. that that happened. Yeah, right. He's a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear it. Neither did I. I just heard about it. it. Pierre will take requests from humans and animated beings. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. He yep. he is. But I mean, honestly, where is MMR without Pierre? It's just. Yep. Does not exist. I think he is the heart and soul of the station. It might. It's at least the second Simpsons character that has uh, made a request. I think groundskeeper Willie at uh, Springfield Elementary had uh... just accept that Pierre does, <laughs> is not up on all of this stuff, and uh, you know it's it's not a big uh, now to get one over on someone who's really tied into the stuff. That's a badge of honor, right? But if you were to put one over like this on Nell, yeah, but it's it's still pretty it fun. Is <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not denying that. We were at dinner last night, and uh, my family was talking about. They were asking about the mouse, and they asked what we did with the mouse. And I said, I said, um, oh, they threw it at me, and I and I hit it with a with a wiffle ball bat. And my daughter, she goes, "Wait, really?" And I was like, "No." Well, like, why would you ever think that, I mean, A, it was a terrible joke, but B, it was, like, totally unbelievable, you know? Okay. All right. That All was right. for you, Pierre. Yeah. That was for you, Pierre. All right, congratulations, <laughs> Pierre Robert. Hey! That's great. We'll talk to him about it later uh, during the crossover this morning. So. Keep going, keep going. Elbow deep. Uh, okay, how about this? No, stop it. Stop it. Get in there. Stop it. Um, how about this one? Uh, Disney fans won't have as many Disney stores to shop at in the near future. That's sad to hear. Uh, as but we already and we gave away a bunch of uh, gift cards this week, but it's okay. They're, they'll be around for a little bit. The Walt Disney Company as a plan to uh, as part of a plan to emphasize e-commerce will close at least sixty Disney stores in North America this year. Uh, the company announced on Wednesday the uh, that amounts to about one third of the stores in North America. There are about three hundred worldwide. Is there so? Where's the closest Disney? There's store? one in the. Um, Is there one in KOP? No, there's one at the uh, uh, Montgomeryville Mall. Sure. Okay, Springfield yep. Mall as well. Oh, is there? Okay, mm-hmm. yep. So they're yep. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, was there before Christmas uh, at the Springfield Mall one. Yeah, Kath, I, w- I remember the one. See, I haven't, I haven't gone in a little while, know, so yeah. it may be gone. I don't know. <laughs> I remember when they first came on the scene, and I was I would go in there, and I'd, they, you know, the, the staff wore those kind of Disney sweaters and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, that's got to be uncomfortable. The um the Disney store at the Springfield Mall, the ladies, oh man, she saved me. I was um getting so you know the advent calendars. So I was getting an advent calendar that has a uh, those Disney pins in them. And Disney pins, they're like currency when you go to right. the theme parks. Right. I was like, oh, what a great gift that I can get for my brother. And she's just about to ring me up. She goes, do you know how much this thing costs? I was like, I, no, I have no idea. She's like, it's like $300. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Like... All right. When you mean currency, you can use them to 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 trade and stuff. You yeah. When so you'll see, especially people that I've work, seen people wearing tons of them. Yeah. Yes, and the, like the people that work on premises. Okay. If you see a pin that you like, you go. 
I will trade you that Simba pin for this. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swap them like that. I thought yeah, you meant like, like, like sex and stuff. And, and sex. I'll give you a handy for that Simba pin. Right. Um, you know right. what, Press? I don't. I don't necessarily know if. Uh, if that's off the mark, either like okay. I, I don't necessarily, I don't know if you can or can't. You hey, know, get back to the uh, to the store locations. I don't think that the, there's one in King of Prussia or Montgomeryville Mall anymore. No ah. kidding. Yeah, there's, there's Hershey, Lancaster, Limerick. I haven't seen one in a long time, Nick. Yeah, Springfield Casey does still exist, uh, but the other ones just uh, they've up and vanished like a fart in the wind. <laughs> Scroll down on this, uh, if you would, please. Uh, I want to see if. Uh, Limerick, Woodbridge, Newark. Uh, New, there's one in uh, uh, Cherry Hill. Yeah, Montgomery. Uh, it, Mon- okay, Montgomeryville right. closed two years ago. Oh wow! I know. There okay. used to be one in the Oxford Valley Mall as well, but I'm pretty sure that closed. There's two years one in ago. Helsinki. Uh, so Disney's entire business with its theme parks uh, closed to some extent with uh, the pandemic, and while its Disney Plus streaming service blossomed. Uh, to 94.9 million subscribers, uh, Disney's revenue in the October-December quarter fell 22%. Uh, and so the move is meant to capitalize on consumers embracing of online shopping and address what shoppers expect from a retailer, they said. Uh, it won't affect more than 600 Disney Parks stores and other locations, including Disney stores inside Target stores as well. I didn't okay. know there were Disney, there's Disney stores, stores inside Target. Inside oh, Target. I didn't know that either. How do you not know that? I, there's not one at any of the Targets I've been to. Uh, also, shoppers can expect new merchandise, including adult clothing, streetwear, and home products and collectibles, too. So hmm. look for that in the I, uh, future. When you go to the stores that are in park, like at Universal, if you go to there, they're incredible. They're awesome. Yeah. And of course, they have to buy forty five thousand dollars worth of stuff. Well, they and they also have them strategically. Yes. When you get off the ride, you're in <laughs> the in gift the shop. Store. Yeah, yeah. You're Every in time the gift shop, and <laughs> boom, they got you. Now, I'm sure it, if you have kids, science. It's crazy. But then again, my wife has me, so when we get out, I'm like, <laughs> but you're right, Steve. Like I remember at uh, what's uh, the um, Hollywood Studios. Um, all down this main street is yeah. just store, store, store of really cool stuff. And yes, yeah, Steve, Universal. Yeah, you go to the Harry Potter. Uh, uh, what's what's it? Alley Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley. Oh, I want to buy everything, everything in all those stores, and I'm like a mid level Harry yeah. Potter fan. It's so cool. I have three wands. Oh my three god, three magic wands. I wanted to buy a robe and a scarf, and a, oh, you know, when a, you go into that store, a bludger, and you know, all the these mirror, things. The mirror talks to you. Yeah, yeah, it's outstanding. Uh, back to Disney. I think that the one across the street here might have a Disney store in it, right here on the Monument. Target. The Target. How would you not know that? Because uh, I don't really. No, often. I don't really go to that one. Okay. All right, uh, let me see what else. Let's go. I don't I want to save that for another time. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, uh, so the Washington football team is dropping its cheerleaders, hmm. and they're going to be replacing them with a dance team. Instead. Is that what they're going to call them, a dance team? Uh, well, yeah, they're going to be. It's going to be a co-ed dance team too, which they've done at the Eagles, right? There's a. Yeah. They have two yeah. guys. There's a couple of guys. Yeah, oh, there's two. I thought uh, there were two. No, I thought there was only one. Um, and Maybe this, he has a split personality. He might. Uh, there's two now. Okay. Right. Former Steve, you knew something. Casey did. I know. I'm about sorry about footballs. I'm, 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 I'm a jock. What can I say? Former Laker girls manager Petra Pope, who also launched the Knicks City Dancers. You have City Dancers, Nick? Well, I, I rent them. Wow. Okay. So, uh, and redesigned the Nets Entertainment when they moved from New Jersey to Brooklyn, Has hi- was hired yesterday as an advisor to overhaul the performing group. So, what do you just lose pom-poms and then all of a sudden you're a dance team? 
Maybe, because, well, do the cheerleaders do big dance routines? Yeah. Mm, I don't think so. No, the goal is to make people of, pay less attention. At the end of every quarter, I think that's they, part of differentiating them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at the end of every quarter, they uh, so there's four separate squads, right? And they're in each corner of the of the uh, arena uh, stadium. And then at the end of each quarter, they will convene in each of the end zones. They will do a dance, and oh. then they will switch to a different. So each um, um, squad will be in each corner of the stadium at least once throughout the game. All right. So they do do dances. I wonder do if, do. If maybe if they'll be expanding their size or something like that. Because I think the Sixers dance squad was always a little bigger than the Eagles uh, cheerleading this, squad, right? I, 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 well, I may be off. I don't know. So I was going to bring them up, Preston, because they rebranded the Sixers dance team uh, to the Sixers entertainment team because it's not just uh, women dancers. And they right. have the dance squad as well, but they have like those hip-hop dancers, the guys that do the dunks, so it, Franklin's on there. That's so it's pretty w- amazing stuff. It's really in- yeah. impressive, and it's not just about uh, attractive women in skimpy outfits. Well, maybe they're going to be, because while the Eagles cheerleading squad is great, uh, I remember, you know, watching the, the Sixers doing, the Sixers dance team doing their routines, it seemed more involved. You know what I mean, Yeah, Kathy? it's more choreography, whereas the, the cheer team, they might be doing things, uh, you know, in... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Synchronized, but uh, it's more it's more cheering than it is dancing. Like the cheer moves that you would actually put words to. They may not be putting right. words to them, but okay. I think that's what it, part of it anyway. All right, so yeah, that's all what good. Washington football team is uh, is doing. They're creating that squad. So, all right, let's do one more thing. The positive impacts of microdosing hallucinogens may be no more than a hallucination itself, researchers have found. Interesting. Microdosing or the practice of regularly using low doses of psychedelic drugs, including LSD and psilocybin, uh, the active ingredient in magic mushrooms, has become a relatively mainstream practice thanks to its trendiness in Silicon Valley, where CEOs, including Steve Jobs... have endorsed it as a productivity hack, but a new study has found that the purported benefits of taking a very small amount of hallucinogens daily may, in fact, more uh, be more of a detrimental placebo. placebo. No, not detrimental. Oh. Seahorses forever. <laughs> you may believe that it's working, and that yeah. would be fine too. Uh, but in double rainbow. In uh, findings uh, published Tuesday in the scientific journal eLife, researchers with the Imperial College London reported that their study of 191 participants, the largest placebo-controlled trial on psychedelics to date, found that anecdotal benefits of microdosing can be explained by the placebo effect. Researchers had virtually guided study participants, all of whom were already regularly microdosing, through the process of preparing themselves uh, for weeks worth of of envelopes containing either a placebo gel capsule or one with low LSD dose, each envelope <clears throat> bearing a QR code that they logged uh, following consumption. And at the end of the trial period, researchers found that participants reported an improvement in psychological well-being across the board, whether they were actually acid or placebo or believed it was i yeah. uh, i've like have you ever done, have you ever done psychedelics or i never okay. have no i i i would i know i'd hate it i i just can't anything that surrenders uh control uh, or if i feel if i were to feel like i was you know out of it yeah. would would drive me crazy 
No, I think I want to do mushrooms. Do you? Yeah, I, yeah. I want to do it. Yeah. Just to try it? Yeah, just to try it. I did them once, and uh, it was one of the greatest days of my life. And that's, <laughs> that's not an endorsement. You know, I, I'm not saying that you should go out. You, dear listeners, should go out and try them. Uh, just me personally, it was fantastic. It, w- it was a day in Mexico, and uh, I will never forget it. Uh, Steve, I understand where you're coming from on it, but man, was I having a good time. Yeah, um, I, it's just it's just the way. I, but you know me, I don't I don't drink or do. It's not for you. So, yeah. Uh, so, however, the I re- do like the very thin Oreos. The re- <laughs> pretty much the same thing. <laughs> You just put that under your tongue yeah. and let it dissolve. Double cookie. Uh, the report is full Double of... Stuff. <laughs> Double stuff. yeah. <laughs> Numerous concessions regarding the study's weaknesses, including that it had a small participant pool and was performed by citizens who were not in a clinical setting. So some people are saying that it might not be accurate. Yeah, they just you need to randomly dose people without their knowledge. Okay, that's what yeah. you should do. Uh, still, the citizen science approach was vital as restricted drug policies make placebo-controlled studies on psychedelics difficult and expensive, in particular for microdosing. So we did this study. Which involves taking psychedelics over a longer period of Dude, time. it's crazy what they used to do way, way, way back in the day. Oh, yes. Um, prior. Oh, yeah. I mean... Mm-hmm. Like the Abby Hoffman days, and and uh, you, you just go way way back. Timothy before. Leary stuff, yes. Well, no, pr- prior to Timothy Leary, uh, there's like, a, um, he was actually he was kind of the guy that like, um, ruined it all. Like, because they were actually trying to. Well, listen, some people were having fun, but they were trying. They were really doing like some like research, and I mean, they had gallons and gallons and gallons of this stuff, and they were like trying to be as like educational as they possibly could and then Timothy Leary came in and and he was just sort of spouting off and you know uh raised mm. all sorts of red flags and and um, okay no go ahead yeah. I, I, I was gonna let you finish and I was gonna jump in but, I'm done okay uh there's a there's a video it's classic it's from uh probably in the 1950s or whatever it's black and white maybe the 60s uh where there's just a a woman an everyday kind of housewife yes. type and they give her a dose and you slowly watch as she starts to see things, and she's describing, and it's it's wild, man. Sea horses. She's like, you you can see this, right? These colors, right? Are, mm-hmm. And it's pretty wild. And I, it, that that freaks me out. That's man. how all of this was back then. I mean, it, it's you know normal well, they, people would like you, that you if you were to look at them, you know, they are all buttoned no, up no, no. with their suits, and you know, like Cary Grant used to do LSD. Uh, yeah, they, they, yeah they, it goes way back, even before that, before even just hallucinogens in general. Listen, that it's been part of culture since time sure. began. You know, there are people looking to get, uh, you know, uh, Carlos Castaneda and all that. Uh, you know, all that stuff was all part of. I don't know who uh, Carlos Castaneda. He wrote is. about all of this sort of, um, you know, uh, shrooms and and uh, higher consciousness and all of that. So, okay, um, very Joe Rogan esque. Two uh, two recommendations. There's a, a documentary on Netflix called uh, "Have a Good Trip," and it talks about people that have um, taken a trip and gone somewhere, you know, in their mind. Uh, stings in it. A lot of different celebrities. Uh, it's a good watch. And then there's a book that Casey and I both read called "How to Change Your Mind." The author's name is Michael Pollan, and uh, he's a fascinating author. And it talks about expanding your mind and maybe changing the way that you think. But they talk about um, mushrooms and acid, and and huh. it's not again, it's not for everyone. And right. so you know, this is one another one of these things. I, I hate this phrase, but do your own research. Right. You know, come 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 to your own conclusions on what might be right for you. Um, but uh, if you're interested, these are two good places to start. All right, or watch HR Puff and stuff. Uh, that's sure. an acid trip in and of itself. All right, and uh, that's it. We're going to close out the junk tour with an acid trip. <laughs> And we're going to take a break and come back because uh, we need to do a few other things. And also, we need to remind you, it is a bit of an acid trip when you check out 
the creations for Cardboard Classic, the Home Edition. Awesome. Uh, there are eight teams that are vying for bragging rights and, of course, the Cardboard Trophy from Agni Corrugated Box. And we are taking the voting during our show this morning. So it's up at PrestonandSteve.com. We'd like you to go and vote for your favorite. Like I said, there's only eight galleries. It's not going to take you much time. No. And you make your decision, and you vote for who you think should win. And we'll uh, we'll probably expand on that a little bit when we get back. Yes. We're going to talk to uh, JJ, Jim Jackson, uh, find out what's going on with the first-time Flyers of Welcome Back uh, fans uh, to a game on Sunday since pandemic. So we'll see what's going on in his world. We'll be back in just a moment. And you know what? Let's give away another $25 gift card to Rita's. Water ice. Take caller number 16 at 215-263-WMMR. Rita's back, serving up all the good stuff. Uh, Gelatis, blendinis, um, concretes, frozen drinks, milkshakes, even cookie sandwiches. Stop by today and grab your favorite treat. Head to Rita's for your favorite flavors of Italian ice or delicious creamy frozen custard. It's summer of yum at Rita's. We'll be right back. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Brett Talley. Brett Talley, your local shots artist of the month. Check him out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Seems weird to say who's going to win the rubber game uh, in in the Flyers (laughs) matchup, but uh, they're going to be playing in Philadelphia, I mean, sorry, in in Pittsburgh tomorrow, so for three games in a row, uh, 1-1 in that series, if you will. Uh, But then uh, another thing is happening is uh, Flyers are welcoming back fans on Sunday uh, to a limited extent, so uh, they're headed back home for that. Casey wanted me to play this. Home sweet home. You have to start crying. And, well, don't do that. Uh, let's, let's welcome our friend from the Flyers organization, Mr. Jim Jackson. Yay. Howdy, JJ. I'm great. How are you guys? We're doing good, man. So, um, hey, by the way, so you, uh, what's your story? You're gonna be you're gonna be at the game on Sunday, right? Oh yeah, we've we've been calling them actually from the from the, the home games from uh, Wells Fargo Center right. uh, in a booth down uh, lower. In the first section, but they're going to move us back up to our usual booth because there will be fans in those. Nice. Places. How cool is that? Yeah. So, all right, let me let me ask you this. With uh, how many fans are expected to be, or are they allowing in attendance? It's 15% capacity per the state and now city guidelines. So that, I think, is about 3,100 fans. Now there's also going to be uh, part-time workers back, which is good. Um ushers and so forth so i guess about 400 of those and then you've got uh, about 100 of us that have been actually uh, at the games in terms of media and and uh, other people uh, from pr and so forth that have been uh, there even during the, the games with the work fans so a total of uh, somewhere around 35 to 3600 people will be in there okay so they're going to uncover the seats and all that and just do the lower area well, they're going to spread them out. Um, they have to obviously have them in, uh, socially distanced. So seating will be in pods of two to four, um, and uh, they will spread them out. I don't know as if it'll be just the bottom section. I'm not 100% sure of that to fit 3,100 in there. I'm not sure if they'll use uh, some other areas as well, upper deck too. I, I don't know that. Okay. Uh, as I looked in Pittsburgh, it, it appeared as though they were spread throughout the building. So, okay. 
It's uh, my understanding that they're going to go with uh, their their uh, prioritizing more corpulent people to make it fill out better. Is that what you've heard? <laughs> well, they're going to do it's going to be all season mm. ticket holders. Oh, okay. All I know about people are. No scale at no the scale front to wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, listen, it's is it is it awesome? No, but it's getting there. That's great to have. I saw so many people post, um, you know, who had gotten access to tickets or whatever the situation was for the game, and it just feels right. It's got to feel right to you. It's got to feel like a little bit of what you long for, what we all long for. No doubt. I, I, listen, I, I made it up to the NHL doing games in the American Hockey League where my team, uh, in Utica, New York, averaged about 2,500 fans a game. So 3,100 is going to seem great to me. And <laughs> I, I do know this. In, in, in Madison Square Garden, I believe they had somewhere in the vicinity of 2,800 or 2,500 or whatever. Uh, there, people can make noise. You don't have to have 18,000 people to make noise. You, you can still make a lot of noise uh, if there's 3,000. So uh, any fans better than none for sure, but uh, 3,000 fans will still make plenty of noise, and I'm sure the, the players will feel it. Uh, they talked about uh, feeling it in Pittsburgh, but obviously it'll be a lot better when they come home. Speaking of the noise, is that um, are, are you still going to pipe in uh, canned audience sounds uh, to mingle with the smaller to. crowd? I don't think they'll need to. I really don't. Okay, uh, We'll see. Uh, that Obviously, the game ops people with the Flyers will probably – get an idea of what what the sound is like with with the 3000 people and uh, if they they need a little help maybe they'll they'll do that uh, and let me tell you they they've done as much as they can through these games with no fans to make it seem like it's it's normal i mean you can only go so far but I, I have I have not minded the uh the, the atmospheric sound effects i think they've done a pretty damn good job yeah yeah i mean if you're watching on television hopefully that's the way it comes off i mean at yeah. the arena um, you know, once the game starts, I'm kind of like a player. I'm just watching, and I'm not even hearing the sounds. Obviously, the horn still goes off, and so so there are, you know, there there is some normalcy to it. But but having actual uh, fannies in the seats and having people actually making noise will will be a huge huge upgrade. And uh, we've all just been waiting for this day, and hopefully we, we get to the day where we can just jam everybody in there again pretty soon. But uh, right now, this is what we have to do to be safe, and uh, it'll be great to have some of the. Uh, the orange and black uh, faithful in the building. So I have two questions. Uh, the first is you've been doing all of the road games from home. You've been at the Wells Fargo Center and, and have not traveled with the team. Do you know if there's any possibility you will travel um, with the Flyers at any point this season, JJ, or is that still um, up in the air? We were told at the beginning of the year, zero possibility of that. Hmm. So I, now we're in a changing world. I understand that uh, in this pandemic world, things seem to change. This, things seem to change all the time. But um, my guess would be no travel at this point. Um, but uh, I don't know playoffs. I, I don't know. There's a, there's a whole world out there. Things are are happening rapidly. Obviously, the vaccines are going along really well, and uh, maybe maybe we're getting to the point uh, where we can get to that. But uh, I, I was told at the beginning of the year there would be no travel, so I, I don't. I'm not counting on it. Okay. Sure. And then uh, speaking of road games, um, last night had an eerily similar feeling to a road game in 2010. I, I know it wasn't Game Seven of the playoffs, but uh, down three nothing and an early timeout, and the Flyers were able to come back. Uh, I just couldn't kept thinking about the Boston game from a decade ago. Uh, what were your feelings um, in the game last night? There were similarities. I, I think the barrage this time happened quicker, though. I mean, it, it just seemed like the game just started and they were down three nothing. Whereas in Boston, it seemed a little more gradual. Uh, everything in Boston was almost like a dream, right? It, it's just uh, they were down three nothing in the series. They come back, tie it, falls down three nothing, and Peter Laviolette was a master with the timeouts. 
Elaine Vigneault has not been a, a coach that uses his timeouts early in games very often. This is, I think, one of the first times I, I remember his Flyers coach using a timeout, not toward the end of the game when he's just trying to organize strategy for pulling the goalie and all that. Um, and he certainly made it work because, uh, uh, you know, they did have to kill a penalty right after that, which was important because if they, they, they take the penalty and they, they give up a goal and it goes to 4 nothing. We're not talking about the magical timeout, <laughs> but uh, they killed off that, that power play and then uh, really just played a, a real good game the rest of the way. And uh, it, it's a huge win, and it, it could be, while not as important as winning a game seven and making <laughs> hockey history ten years ago, it could be the kind of win that really catapults them this year. Of course, for that to be the case, they're going to have to win Saturday and go on some kind of run here. We'll see if they can do that. So with uh, with uh, fans, uh, at least, you know, obviously in a limited capacity, but it's all good uh, back there, uh, are Gritty's obligations going to expand a bit? I would think so. I think Gritty would have nothing but that happen. Yeah. So, uh, they'll, they'll, again, they'll do everything they can within the guidelines that, that are there. I mean, there will be certain restrictions. There will be contactless ticket scanning, contactless parking for the fans. They'll only be able to order uh, foods, I think, from their seat. They'll have to be consumed the food from the seat. That's the only time I think you can take the mask off, and then you have to put it right back on. You have to wear masks. Pretty much at all times. So uh, there are definitely going to be, it's still not going to be normal. Uh, we're still going to have, uh, you know, the social distancing and, and doing all that we can to be safe about this. But pretty, I have a feeling will make uh, his presence felt. That's for sure. Did you happen to see, and I don't know, I, if I, and forgive me if it was here or it seemed to be, it was from some other place and it popped up um, on social media. It was a, a footage of, I guess, one of the arenas was doing an in arena hand sanitizer cam and the pump was squirting. And um, I think they realized quickly that it looked bizarrely sexual. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it was not. It was a, a, an NBA game. It was the Bucks, yeah. Milwaukee Bucks, and um, it was a mistake. <laughs> they uh, you applaud the effort for uh, yeah, wanting people to look clean and and use sanitizer. But oh my God! <laughs> the Flyers at it. Yeah, the Wells Fargo Center people are listening. Don't, Don't do the do hands. That. Yeah. 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 So yeah. What it does, like the kiss cam, it shows fans in the audience, and then it has this. It has this uh, uh, animated hand sanitizer <laughs> pump, and it's squirting this white liquid all over the people. It's not well, good. Well, uh, that, that's the NBA, so you have to talk to Mark Zumoff for telling you. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk to Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't do that if there's any idea oh, of it. my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm staying away from that. All right, all right. Wow. Uh, well, listen, this is, a, this is a cool step in the uh, in the right direction. Um, and, uh, it's just, you know, encouraging to see, uh, yeah. that, that, that things are lightning and hopefully if everybody is, uh, everybody's good and plays by the rules in no time, we'll, we'll be back to, you know, maybe half capacity and then work our way up to full capacity. Then like three times the legal limit. Yeah. 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 If we could start yeah. pushing yeah. the violation, boundaries fire of, the, rules. of the fire codes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that'd be a completely thing. reckless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is that they do have the fans do have to follow the restrictions because I know. Um, there have been a couple cities in, in, in other in the NBA, also the NHL, where there have been some things happening, and you know they, they could very easily just shut it right back down again. Right. So uh, fans, uh, be happy that you can get back to the games, but please follow follow the instructions, follow the directions everyone gives you, and we can be safe about this, and you can root on the Flyers. There's tons of interest in the Sixers and Flyers this year. Obviously, they're both having good seasons, and uh, you know ratings are great, and it's just. Uh, it's good that we can actually get fans back in in the seats to to be you know personally involved, but but you have to do it carefully. So uh, yep. and then you know, maybe we get to the point uh, you know in three four five months where where we're uh, we're 
getting back to normal and you won't have to do all these things. But for now, we certainly still have to, to follow all the restrictions. All right, cool. Uh, JJ, it's good to catch up with you. Uh, have fun, and uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, man? Sounds good. You guys be good. All right, you yep. too. Jim Jackson! One of the best in the business. He's awesome. <laughs> uh, so... Oh, you know what? I saw this. We have a new <laughs> Daily Rush video. Uh, I've not seen this yet. It's called uh, The Paralyzed Mice. Uh, it says a breakthrough in genetics may give mice a chance to walk again, according to Dr. Turdballs. I don't what? remember all of that. I think I remember that exchange. Uh, but we are, I guess, is this the video of us releasing the mouse yet? No. No, no, no. it's not. Okay. Uh, so this is older? This yeah. is older, yeah. Okay. You, you brought up a story about it, and I think it was... Uh, just a, uh, a notice or something like that, and right. uh, we expanded on it. Watch it now at uh, PrestonSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant and bar. Nick Murphy just saw our little furry friend in our office just a little while ago. Uh, Nick, so were you lying there. to me, too, this whole time? You knew? He, he didn't know. Yeah, he, oh. he did. He said yes. Well, no, he, only, he maybe knew a day before you did. All right. Uh, but we, we do have the, the traps in there, and they, they're still coming up empty. as we, uh, But maybe... Well, we don't want to leave them there this weekend because we don't want them to, don't want to starve be to death. Starve to death. So we'll we'll, we'll pick them up. What I would what I want to do is take the one off the floor. He's obviously spending more time up on the counter, Preston, oh, up on the, the tables. I, well, I think because he he lives in the console where my right. receivers. I have one right outside, Kathy. It's like if you walked out of your home and there was a target right in front of you, you'd figure you'd go right in, right? <laughs> this is it's right there where in his home. Big cracker with peanut butter on it, just sitting there. Have you looked inside? Are there any droppings or anything inside your little thing? I didn't. See. Okay. Oh, oh uh, droppings in the console? Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen droppings around on the table. Oh, and I, I okay. yeah, brush them off. And that's the issue. You don't yeah. want that. I wonder yeah. if he's tiny going mouse for, turds. for warmth, like back there by, by all the Yeah, it's all in general. Yeah. It's warm, but it's also protected. Yeah. All right, listen, uh, today, and we're nearing the end here at the end of the program, it's voting for Cardboard Classic Home Edition that is taking place. And, yes, uh, we thank all the teams that have participated. It's eight, so it's not a gigantic gallery for you to go through, but we need you to place your vote on who did it best this year. It's simply for bragging rights and the official cardboard trophy from Acme Acme Corrugated uh, Box Company. Um, so you know what? Let's let's uh, chat about these uh, sleds if yeah. you guys don't mind. I, no, I'd love to because it's just amazing stuff. Yeah. So we want to thank, and I'll, I'll mention each uh, team and uh, and describe what it is they have built. So we'll start with the Delco cardboard build them bitches. <laughs> That's our buddy uh, Bob Havens, uh, and the name of his sled is Hey Mister. You in there? <laughs> yes. Hey Mister. And it is a it's an outhouse. And like uh, Bob does every year, he has put a variety of show-centric things in uh, oh, inside. What? That's not an outhouse. That's I think that's an outdoor shower. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. oh yeah, you're right, yeah. Casey. There's a shower going up above. So there you go. Beer in the Beer. shower. There's a, there's a banjo. <laughs> yep. Which uh, went on a banjo jag for a while. He's got some things that represent uh, charities like Team Luke, uh, Nick, which is yeah. uh, which you're involved and, in, and Bob contributes to and climbs every year. He's fantastic. Yep. And uh, I, I don't have the the full gallery in front of me. I just have a, a one photo that's a bit of a distance, but it is loaded. With Preston and Steve show references, uh, some that are even so obscure that I probably wouldn't know what they are. Uh, but he's got a number of things in there. So, and he actually took this thing out for a run. Uh, mm-hmm. Our buddy Brian at Course Photography 
uh, sent me some video of, of actually him riding in it. Uh, they took it out to a small hill. Uh, so you have that, the Delco Cardboard Building Bitches. Uh, then you have Team CBC Shenanigans, and the sled is the return of the human bowling ball. I love it. And I saw a social media post from him, and it was 10 years ago. That we saw the human bowling ball come down the hill. We went, what the hell is that? We didn't know if anybody was in it or not because it was an orb that rolled all the way down the hill. And we're like, is somebody in that? And then sure enough, he came up out of the thing (laughs) and spilled out onto the the sled or onto the, uh, the, the slope. And so this one is built with him inside it as well. Uh, you've got to be insane to ride down the hill yeah. and something like this. And not only that, he built pins or six pins, and each one of them is a member of the Preston and Steve. Show. It looks great. It's yeah. excellent. Now, obviously, the the craftsmanship on on this second one, the art, the artwork is great. There's yeah. an MMR WMMR with sort of like a flamed out look to it. It's awesome. Yeah. Yep. What I love about that story from uh, ten years, man. Is that that guy called us? If you recall, he called us. I guess he was maybe off of one of the exits of the uh, Northeast Extension. He didn't have a ride. He right. had this sled that he had built, and mm-hmm. he didn't have a way to get it up there. And uh, called into our show, and then one of the you know listeners oh. on the way. Oh, there he goes. There he is. He's on the line. There you go. This is this is Ryan. Hey Ryan. How you doing, hey. man? Hey. Yo, buddy. How you doing? Hey, what's up? Uh, so we were just we were looking at your video and uh, we were reminiscing. Casey was telling us about the ten years ago bowling ball, and that you had called us and said you didn't have a way to get it up to Jack Frost. Yeah, it didn't fit in my van. It was like just a couple inches too big, uh-huh. uh, and, and I overshot on the build. And um, so I put my phone number out on the radio as a hail mary. And as soon as I hung up, I got a phone call. Somebody offering to take it up and. <laughs> And then he goes, ah, it's like, this is Casey. And so Casey pranked me. Uh, thanks, Casey. That gave me oh, a good really? laugh, uh, much needed laugh. I don't remember that, but what a yeah. dick, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I just, uh, I wanted to mention quick. Um, yeah. So I, I was supposed to have a video of it rolling down the hill in our backyard. Uh, I built it on the Saturday right before it was due. Uh, I started at 3 p.m. on that Saturday and did it in a matter of hours. Mm-hmm. And we had that torrential rain all week. So oh, yep. the weekend. It wiped I out the snow. Outside. Yeah. Of course. Well, technically, you don't really need snow for that thing. You yeah. could just roll it Man. down a hill, right? Yeah. Well, it was raining all weekend. So I didn't okay. Get you don't get stuck in a mud pit. Gotcha. Um, well, listen, just recalling that original uh, run 10 years ago, when you got done, what did that feel like? It, it was actually a super smooth ride i had it packed so perfectly where i just fit you know i was like it was like i was in a uh titan car seat okay so i, I was just dizzy um but the, <laughs> the the thing for um the thing for this year but you know it was like the silver lining of it all was you know now there's the rules for no more rolling sleds so right as soon as you guys said the home edition i was like oh there we go that's <laughs> perfect yeah we had to, we had to cancel the rolling thing there was just too much uh potential for potential. danger and Running over, you know, getting off of the slope and hitting people and stuff like that. So we had to we had to put the kibosh on that design. Well, listen, dude, this one looks great. We like the bowling pins as an addition, and we're putting it up to the listeners. So we'll find out by the end of the, uh, the show, or or maybe on Monday we'll reveal who the winner is. All right, bud. Yeah, go. Cool. All 
right, thanks, man. All right, Ryan, have a good weekend. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, man. Yeah, Ryan. Excellent. It. It's so cute. His, his kids are clearly in on just loving the whole thing with the bowling ball and the rolling over the pins. The video is great. Uh, so the next one is Cardboard Sled Union 933. We know these guys. And it is the toaster. The name of the sled is Toaster Likes How Well Air Conditioner Blows. And you know what? We got Pat with the uh, Cardboard Sled Union. Everybody's calling in. I love yes. it. Uh, yo, Pat, how you doing, bud? Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, my man. So, Sled Union 933, you guys have been in it for a while. What, what are some of the sleds of the years past that you have uh, introduced to us? Well, last year we had the uh, Hogwarts Express. Wow. So oh, my back, God, that was amazing. Yeah. That was a work of art. And our winner, right? Yes, yep. It was so amazing. We're trying, to, trying to keep that uh, championship going. We're trying to add to the trophy. And you know what, what made that extra special is that it didn't almost kill anybody. And <laughs> that's know, it, it almost killed. We had, you know, Nick, Sarah, and Pierre. So I know Pierre just signed his, you know, contract for the 40 years. We almost killed him. So, I mean, like, I'm there you go. That. All right. Uh, well, listen, tell us about this year's sled. And by the way, uh, Marissa, somebody else calling in and somebody can answer that in case it's another contestant. Uh, so tell us about this year's sled. So, you know, we just uh, we always do a movie theme. Uh, like I said, we, we're going to do a yellow submarine this year. Obviously, we want to keep that for a big sled. Hopefully next year we can do that. Um, so somebody brought up, you know, Brave Little Toaster. We wouldn't normally do that as a big sled. So we're like, oh, this is the perfect year for that. And it's kind of like a demented child's movie, like with a crazy clown and all that stuff. Yeah, I've so, never seen know, it. Oh, man, you got to check it out. Okay. Yeah, it was like in the 80s. It's like a really good film. It's actually the Pixar guys. Oh, really? Uh, before they jumped into the CGI stuff, yeah. Okay, all right. But uh, definitely worth checking out. And I just want to thank everybody that, that was a part of this this year, and especially Eric Simon. He's been doing a lot of work for us. So, I mean, really props to everybody that's been a part of this this was year. Was this your idea to get this together? Yeah, so what happened was uh, I was talking to Bob because uh, I was like, oh, one of these snow days, me and you, we'll have to, you know, build sleds and we'll shoot texts back and forth to each other. It's like a little competition. Right. And we kind of spun it off from that. And I was like, you know, we can get this going. You know, I'll, I'll try to contact other teams, which I did. Once I had enough, I figured I'd contact you guys. And, yeah, we got it up and running. Nice. Excellent. All right. Well, listen, we got the voting up and running. Good luck to you, my man. And uh, we'll let you know who wins, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, yeah. Pat. Yes. It's, it's really cool. All right, uh, we're going to move to another one. By the way, I don't know who, what team Steve is with. If you could uh, let me know, that'd be great. All right, so the next one is Team Girls, and they did what they're calling the half-ass horse. <laughs> I think design-wise, this is the one that's most impressive. And it, then that's just me, though. No, it's very cool. It's the really artwork, small. Yeah, but the artwork and the um, accuracy uh, yeah. is pretty amazing. They built they built basically a horse from the neck up, so the head of the horse, and then they have two of the, leg, the front legs sticking out in front of it. And when I tell you the detail work on this horse's head yeah. is, is down to... <laughs> I'd like to see this up close. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I would... I don't know how they pulled this off, but it looks amazing. So, is it a, a show reference at all, or is it just them having fun with a half a horse? I don't know. Okay, I, I don't. I, I don't see any obvious show references, but uh, you know, it's just a cool looking design. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, good luck to Team Girls, and if you haven't seen this yet, you can uh, you can take a look. Uh, then we have uh, Team Rosie the Riveter. Uh, the name of their sled is the Bad Boy. And I'm assuming since it's uh, Team Rosie the Riveter, maybe they're 
uh, going for a World War II theme. And, Steve, it looks like uh, the Flying Tiger's P-40 aircraft, That's maybe? That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's got uh, the same sort of artwork on the front of it. Yep, so it's got the, the it's got the bared teeth and the yeah. eye, which when I was a kid, that was oh, I love the World design. War II area besides the... Um, Spitfire? Uh, the Lightning. Uh, no, the, uh, the P... Um, uh, was, I forgot what it was. P-90X. No, no, the um, uh, P-38 uh, Lightning... Uh, the P-40 was probably my favorite uh, aircraft, so that's cool. That's a neat little nod there. Uh, then you have Team Wilson, and that's who we have on the line. We have Steve Wilson, who is from Team, uh, Team Wilson, from uh, Wilson Secret Sauce, of course. Hey, uh, Steve, how you doing, man? Good, man. How are you guys? Doing awesome. All right, so you guys are a barbecue joint, and I see you've got Feeding America represented on the front of your sled. In fact, that's the name of it, right? Yeah, so we have a customer that comes in, and uh, her name's Desiree, and she's been feeding people out of her house, and uh, Subaru and Phil Abundance got a hold of it, and they've given her a car for six months. Oh, um, that's so cool. Yeah, they're, uh, they're she's feeding 80 to 100 families a week out of her house. That's amazing. So, yeah, so we've been donating. Two weeks ago, we gave her 25 pounds of brisket. Last week, we gave her 30 pounds of brisket. Wow. And she, uh, you know, Phil Abundance has been helping, and being that we've been down to the camp out for a few years now, uh, cooking for the volunteers and the shows and for the show and everybody, you know, it just kind of seemed like it was perfect because of how much Phil Abundance and Subaru's involved with the Preston and Steve show. So. Oh, man. It looks great, and I, I had mentioned this one earlier that I busted out laughing because you have the uh, one of the pictures is. Casey's latest license photo, and the other one is Kathy's picture. <laughs> when she when woke, woke up, up one morning and thought, "How? What? What happened at you, you nighttime while sleeping?" You couldn't possibly look worse. I, I didn't understand what happened. Took really... a picture of herself, and uh, and it's one of our favorite photos. So I love, we love that you guys put that in there, man. When I saw that picture, I'm like, I'm making that into a poster. <laughs> That's the best. So it's a car, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's got this really cool charity theme to it, and uh, and of course you added the the pictures of the of the cast in there, which is which is fantastic. And by the way, may I say, dude, you guys' food is so damn good. It's great. Oh. Thank you. No problem. I really appreciate all the support, love you guys throw at us over you know over the air. You know we really appreciate it. And the car okay. works. So I got. You get a drive through. No, it's probably his wife in the background. Okay. Yeah. All right. She's in the trunk. All right. <laughs> Steve, good luck to you in the contest, man. Thanks a bunch, buddy. All right, guys. All right. Steve Wilson. Wilson's secret sauce. All right. So after them on this list of voting, we have Team Sledheads. Yes. The uh, the name of the sled is the Nutbulance. Okay. Okay. So it is, it's an ambulance. But if you remember the most infamous moment of last year's cardboard classic, yes, was when the Mr. Peanut Mobile went down the hill, and Mr. Peanut himself, yeah, got out, walked out in front of, ran down in front of this this gigantic sled, and he got run over. The video went viral. It was all over the place. Barstool Sports had posted it, and it just. Are you watching it right I now? I am. Yeah, or, it ended yeah. up on MTV. I still. I mean, people yeah. will send it to me. It ends up on random Instagram posts all the time. It's, yep. 
it, I'm glad that Mike is okay, but man, was it funny when it happened. It's, um, it's hard to watch. It I can't is. watch it. Now I think maybe know, because I know the outcome right, of what yes. happened, mm. but it's I, I can't watch that sled hit him. Preston mm. was in the sled. I was. And, and oh, then when you... Right. And then you... Oh, no. He stepped on the gas. Yeah. Uh, I was in the driver's seat. I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no. Boom, we hit him, and then we get out. We had to lift everybody bailed out. We had to lift that thing off him. It weighed over a thousand pounds. I yeah. mean, it was it was gigantic. And so once we we got him off, I did a medical test. I asked him how many fingers I was holding up. He got it right, and I said, "He's okay. He's okay. Yay!" <laughs> Meanwhile, blood was coming out of his mouth. Oh, uh, he ended up having to have his jaw wired shut and all this other stuff. But with enough of that setup, this is Mike, guys. Yay! Team sled heads. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Regular Saturday night thing, baby. All right, so, and I must point out that Mike, in this photo that he submitted, is in the Mr. Peanut costume, which I guess you saved. Oh, and, yeah. And you put the ambulance sled on top of you. <laughs> Just like it, it happened last year. Oh, my God, dude. Um, and Great by, work on the ambulance, by the way. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Thanks, man. <laughs> all right, so so tell us about the uh, uh, the sled making. Was this all you, or did you have some help? Yeah, I had one partner, Ed Delp. Okay. And, uh, we we don't have many hours in it. It's just like seven or eight hours. Okay. Seven or eight hours. Well, you, you certainly put it to good use. I have to say this. Did your wife participate in it at all? <laughs> because I know she kind of shakes her head when you do this. No, that's a different story. <laughs> okay. By the way, there was a, a little text back and forth between me and Mike. He got it done, and then he was going to bring it out to take some pictures and take it out for a run uh, to a place that's right by where I live. And so he texts me. He's like, hey, you want to come out and see this? He goes, I'm over at Bergie Mill Road. And, okay, so this used to be the popular sledding place yeah. nearby. Yeah. Until they closed it like five years ago because a kid died oh my God. going down it. And I'm like, Mike, I, I can't recommend that you take that sled on that hill and run it down there. And he's like, what did you tell me? Yeah, it was somebody died. Yeah. But you had said something like, dude, I've been going there since I was a kid or something like that. Oh, my beer. Hold, hold my, my beer. And, and then he wrote, hold my beer. <laughs> but it's all overgrown now so that you can't go sledding yeah. on it. But uh, but you did end up taking some pictures. Did you take this? Did we see a, a video of you? Was that at Spring Mountain taking it out for a run? <laughs> yeah, because there, there are skiers coming down around you. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had a ski patroller come up to us, and he's like, what's going on here? Wait, how did you get it up the mountain? Yeah. We pushed it. <laughs> yeah, but how did you how'd sneak you get it, it inside? on there? <laughs> um, we you just push it up and then, yeah. Yeah, but you can't get to that area unless you cross this little bridge and they allow you to go through there. Oh, uh, that's on the expert hill. The, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. He you, figured out. Okay, whatever. He gamed the system <laughs> and got it up there. Oh, my God. That's uh, really funny. Well, fortunately, they're big listeners of the show, so yeah. maybe they yeah. were okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, excellent, man. Well, it looks great. Uh, I'm I'm kind of happy that you're getting a year off <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> from the actual event because yeah. I know you would have done something crazy this year, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I don't even. We we might have had God. to have physically restrained him. <laughs> I know, I know, right? You're right. Yeah. All right, Kathy. Yeah. That your traffic report this morning for the Moorwood and Allentown Road. I was actually almost part of that. Oh my God. Of, of, I was of driving. Course. I was driving down the road and I see this. Older gentleman laying face down <gasps> in a 
small creek. Oh, he just about just about rolled the car, but um, maybe it was a good thing we didn't have the classic because I might have saved his life. <laughs> wow, jeez, you did save his life. Uh, he was face down in the creek. Dear God. Okay, so, oh well, God. all right, good wow. reason to not have all it. Right. Again, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. Mike, you lead an interesting life. <laughs> Thank you for checking in, bud. We'll talk Thanks to you later. Sir. Good luck. Yes, sir. I guess yes, it is. All right. <laughs> and then the last one that you get to vote for, and please do at PrestonSteve.com, is from the team, uh, the Sledding Savages. I like this. It's called Bonsai Bill. Steve, I love this. Yeah. It's the, the bullet guys from Mario Brothers, from the uh, uh, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's the, the bullet that has the, the, the teeth and the eyes on it, the face on it, that you would obviously have to avoid if you were playing Super Mario Brothers. And it's totally enclosed where you would get inside it and close a hatch on the top. Like a bizarre submarine. Very well done, by the way. And obviously a couple of kids from uh, the constructors uh, are inside of this, uh, peeking their heads out of it. So, and it has a, it actually has a like a sheen on. Yeah, it does. They did a great job with the artwork on this. I'm very impressed. So, those are the eight that you have to choose from. We're going to double back to the first one that we had mentioned from the Delco cardboard building bitches. Uh, one of our regulars at the cardboard classic, Bob Havens, is hey, on. Hey. Yo, Bob, how you doing? Hey, Mister. Yeah, hey, mister. <laughs> yes. That's the name of his sled. Hey, hey Mister, you in there? Uh, Bob, what are what are some of the references that that we missed that are a part of your sled to the show? Uh, well, since it's a shower, it's a little bit private. I have your briefcase in there. Okay. Um, we have a uh, hey tuna lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, we got we got our banjo. Yeah. Every time, every time I thought I was finished building this sled, you guys would hit another segment that would get me laughing and. <laughs> 10, 12 hours later, <laughs> I got another thing built for the sled. It's just, you know, I just kept going and going and going and going. Um, I would have had your coin in there, but I ran out of time. <laughs> oh, that's all good, man. Hey, oh, the, my BJ coin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do, is this a praying mantis that's hanging on the side of it? Uh, yeah, that references back to uh, Kathy's yeah. praying mantis story with the Christmas tree. Yep. And, um, of course, he made it on the sled again this year. <laughs> I see a cardinal as well. Um, yeah, I just figured I'd throw the Cardinal on there because he was eyeballing me a little bit. He's got a nice little smile. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, there's but, a, yeah, I'm go sorry. ahead. Um, but I'll tell you what, the thing, the thing that I'm going to miss the most is when we get up there and interact with all the fans and I am the biggest fan of Parker and Peyton. Who would be celebrating her third birthday? Yeah, yeah. We're going to miss them, so I had to give them a shout out. And of course, there's a picture of them on our sled every year. And if you can get real close, you can uh, see them sitting on the turntable the first year they uh, turn one years old. That's right. And, uh, That's I got great. them guys on board every year. And uh, and you've you've got some uh, like course photography is represented. So you 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 know you hit our our friends and sponsors and stuff. Uh, with your sled, too, which is great in the charity ev- uh, event, you know, Team Luke. So that's appreciative. But listen, I need to ask you, because Marissa said to ask you about the uh, the banjo that you made, and uh, you delivered it to somebody. What's that about? Well, yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, young man James from Delco, he was our camp out, um, camp out for Hunger Hero. And uh, when, I, when I went and seen him and dropped some food off to him, they had mentioned the Cardboard Classic, and they wanted to go. And it was canceled. I said, listen, um, we're building a sled all anyway. 
I said, I'm going to invite you over, let you be the first person to see the sled. <laughs> and uh, him and his mom came over. We got some pictures. And I got a picture of him with the banjo. And then yesterday, I uh, surprised him by showing up at his house. And every year, we keep something. And I thought the banjo was probably the coolest thing we built on that sled. And I gave it to him. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's excellent, man. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Uh, Bob, hey guys, yeah. If I could just say one more thing. Yeah. The last a year ago from yesterday, our whole world got turned upside down. You guys went to work every day, kept us going, and a lot of us really needed it, you know. And uh, I, can, I can tell you, when we go up to the Cardboard Classic and you guys are off air and Pierre takes over and you still got the microphones in your hand, but you are having fun. And that's our opportunity to entertain you. And I think that's why a lot of us do it. You know oh, that's I mean? awesome. So, and that's, that's right. why we had to keep this thing alive this year. Nice. Well, we're glad you did it. And uh, here's to uh, being back up on the mountain next year. But yeah. right now, this feels pretty cool. And certainly there's been no hit to the creativity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. And guess what? No matter... It doesn't matter who wins. You know, all eight eight sleds are winners as far as I'm concerned. Excellent. Yeah, we agree. All right, Bob, have a great weekend and good luck to you, buddy, okay? Thanks, guys. Bob Havens, guys. Bob's a class act, man. He does all kinds of charity stuff. You don't even know about it. He gets out when uh, right after uh, COVID hit and there were all these restrictions. He was he was dressing up and and going out uh, on these parades that people were having for kids for the birthday parties and stuff. He was just doing it just to do it. Uh, he is a class act. So, uh, listen, you only have about 10 minutes left uh, to vote. And I've been handed over this note. We are going to award uh, the winner at the end of the oh, show. Yes. Uh, nice. So voting ends in about 10 minutes. And you can go to uh, WMMR or PrestonSteve.com. There should be a link right at the open uh, of the webpage for you to go on and vote, which is cool. And Bob's right, man. Uh, it, it entertains the hell out of us, man. I mean, everybody has a great time. I have so much fun. It's my favorite event of the year yeah. that we do. Every year, it's my favorite event. It's amazing. And yeah. I, I so I, you do miss it. We did get it in just before COVID. Yes, we year. did. So we yep. managed yep. to do it. Was the, was the, um, uh, the blizzard the year before? No, that was, was two, two years. years two, yeah, so that's no, three years ago. Easter. You know why? Because the, the twins are three. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the twins okay. were born. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're right. Yep. You'll that's... always know when that happened. That, that in and of itself... That would, for me, was a, a a a banner of physical endurance and and mental fortitude. Yes. making it back from that. It's what happened after the. But when you watch the footage from that press, <laughs> oh my god, you can't see. You anything. can't even see anything. And, and I just remember going, uh, "Do we do this?" As it was going on, we were like. Is it just me, or is it getting really? <laughs> it's getting really bad out here, yeah. right? Yeah. We, we, had, we said everyone said they wanted to do it. Don't don't cancel it. We did it, but it was so it was so we didn't know it was going to get that bad. Had we heard these, you know, reports that it is going to be bad, there is this you know snowmageddon yeah. thing coming, and it was just like it's getting really bad out here what? now, isn't it? Yeah, is this going to be? Are we? Dude. We should be okay, right? <laughs> they didn't forecast it. That yeah, was they the did problem. Not. They did not. I remember checking out. I was I was pulling to the front of the hotel, and I was, you have to bring the keys in. And Casey had given me his keys, and he was like, "Can you turn my keys into?" And I was walking in, and Casey called me. He goes, "I'm turning around. I'm coming back. Yeah. Don't turn our keys in." And uh-huh. it, I, he caught yeah. me just in time. And yeah. so we're we're lucky because we get we'll get booked for the weekend. Yeah. And we have the opportunity to either stay or or go home, uh, depending on what may arise. So 
Thank God we had that luxury of having I that know. extra day. Yes, yeah. we had to stay. Yeah, some and of then, us. Even the next some of us. Most yeah. of you did. <laughs> One went home. How long? Eight hours. Eight hours to drive home. Eight hours. Oh my god. Eight gosh. hours from there to and again. I, there are moments like it. I almost think of it as apocalypse now on, on the journeys you're going through. And you remember those? I remember driving under literally two trees that were only being held up by the power wires yeah. that they had toppled over onto. Driving under those, d- driving across bridges that rescue vehicles were stuck on. Uh, every, I mean, it was uh, all side roads until I got past where the accident had occurred. Um, you know, where that's, there were multiple highways multiple, shut down. Shut down. So yeah. uh, just right to the to the tunnel, right that, to the Lehigh Tunnel. That time frame, you could have gone past Boston. Yes, you could, you could have driven. Oh yes, yeah. that's crazy. And ended up at a really nice mm-hmm. destination. What was yeah. the mood in the car? Like, what was your? I was, were you an angry or? I was actually listening to us, uh, and then I had the uh, I had the GPS going. And fortunately, because of the the system that I had. I was able to use, I was literally looking at the screen, the GPS screen, and that's how I knew I was staying on the road. I was, wow. I, I followed the arrow, like a video game. Because <laughs> at All that right. point, you just have to accept it. We got, we got a wrap here, but uh, I tell you what, you still just have a few minutes left to vote, so get on it at PrestonSteve.com. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay It's been 30 years since the world saw the web browser's debut, the Dow Top 3000, Jeffrey Dahmer's capture, and Thelma and Louise's release. Daryl? Thelma? Go f*** yourself. This weekend, MMR celebrates the big 3-0 of 1991. When grunge like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and Soundgarden broke through. When Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and Ozzy released blockbuster albums. When we saw notable releases from veteran artists like U2, Tom Petty, and Van Halen, and lots more. Listen for hourly blocks from a year crammed full of incredible music. And today at 3, we'll count down your top 30 songs of 1991. The Big 3-0 Weekend on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So let's do this stupid, or not stupid question. We're going to do a shard out real quick before we get to the bizarre file. Uh, this is from Crystal Hopkins Stricker. Mm. And she emailed in and said, we look what I get to do. Uh, she said, if you could please help me give a big juicy shout out to my husband, Mark Stricker, on March 5th for his 40th birthday. Wee! That's what I get to do. Uh, we've been together for 21 years, happily married, and you guys <laughs> have always been a special part of our relationship, from attending Y100 festivals to volunteering at the Camp Out for Hunger to podcasting every single day. That's awesome. We always have something to laugh about and quote from your show or the Daily Rush. Uh, Mark is a USPS letter carrier in Delco, Clifton Heights specifically. Yeah. And truly, as hardest working man I know, this shard out would be the best thing that I could gift to him. I love you, Mark, with my whole heart and wish you my very best friend and baby cat daddy to our Bailey <laughs> the greatest birthday yet. Uh, your adoring wife, Crystal Hopkins Stricker. So here's a shark. So happy That's birthday nice. to you, sir. That's sir. awesome. The 40th, absolutely. Uh, and then one more quick one. Uh, this is a thank you shark. It says, oh, no, here we go. It says, uh, thank you. Thank you for picking me to get a tattoo for my favorite radio show. If it's possible, can I get a shout out for my birthday tomorrow? I podcast, so when you get to it, we'll be fine. Uh, you guys rocking that is from uh, Antonio Lopez. Antonio! So here you go. 
Shout out to you, sir, and happy birthday, and congrats on the tattoo. Yes. Can I do a quick shout out? Yeah. I went to I went to Pretzel Boys, uh, which is on Township Line Road yeah. in Drexel Hill uh, the other day, and I want to give a shout out to the, the Pretzel Boys, Gordon, and the gang. As I was ordering, I looked up on the soda fountain, and I noticed there was a Preston and Steve bobblehead just really? sitting there. Really? What? Yes. Uh. And uh, they are huge fans, and so I, I made my purchase, and then I said, I'm going to take this picture. And... Uh, and I was talking to Gordon's wife, and she's like, oh, my God. Like, we were just, you know, just talking about you guys because I had uh, – it came up in a Facebook memory the year prior. But uh, I love that. They listen Pretzel to Boys, us. you said? Yeah, Pretzel Boys. They listen every morning. There you go. Got All a right. whole bunch of them. By the way, the shout-out's brought to you this morning by U.S. Digestive Health Colonoscopy. It beats cancer. Schedule your screening with Pennsylvania's most experienced GI network at USD or usdigestivehealth.com. All right, we're going to do the Bizarre Five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Five. Brought to you by Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. Start each morning with a hot, fresh cup of Royal Farms coffee. It's made one cup at a time from the finest coffee beans in the world and freshly ground just seconds before serving. Listen to this story. A 24-year-old man was arrested Sunday after speeding through a barricade crash scene, nearly hitting six deputies and saying that he had business ahead of him. Business? Yeah. Well, deputies were on scene of a serious crash involving a downed power line and had traffic cones detouring traffic uh, Excuse me, from the site. So Joshua Gaukman, driving a BMW and sporting one sock, boxers, and an undershirt, came barreling through the crash site, nearly hitting six deputies and dragging a traffic cone under his car. And deputies say they had to jump out of the way of his car, and they estimated he was doing 100 miles an hour. Holy hell. When he went through this, yeah. Uh, Gawkman was pulled over, and he got out of his car and walked toward deputies aggressively. Deputies arrested the 24-year-old and found cocaine, a rolled-up dollar bill, Uh. a marijuana grinder, and hash oil vaporizer in his vehicle. Gaukman was taken to the county jail where he is facing six counts of aggravated assault and law enforcement officer DUI and multiple drug possession charges. Did he mention what his business was? Yeah, he did. So the deputy said the man was in the back of a patrol car before being escorted into the jail where he started making sexually suggestive noises at a deputy and responding sarcastically while being read his Miranda rights. So they're saying, you have the right to remain silent. And he started going, uh, 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 <laughs> you can be a really Saturday night thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, when asked where he was headed, Gawkman said sarcastically, oh, where was I going? I was going to the Ritz-Carlton, you know. I was going to the Ritz-Carlton. I have business to do. Deputies asked why the 24-year-old ignored police lights, and he responded by saying why the deputy had, asking why the deputy spawned well, I think them. you're really ugly. Or he said they were really ugly. <laughs> uh, a couple driving home from Florida, flipped and wrecked their car while swerving to avoid a couch that fell off a truck. And though both escaped serious injury, there was no avoiding the $166 traffic ticket dropped off at the hospital where they were treated. Again, they avoided a, 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 a couch, couch that fell off of a fell truck. Off a truck. They swerved to avoid it. And they get a ticket. And they get the ticket. That does only, not seem fair. And not only that, their, their vehicle flipped over. So Jake Singer... Uh, said that his girlfriend was driving on Interstate 95, and they returned to, as they were returning to Washington D.C. after a month-long visit with family in Boca Raton. So, uh, Singer said his girlfriend swerved to avoid the couch, and that their Toyota Corolla struck the median and flipped over after the truck kept going. So, the car was totaled. 
Uh, both were taken to the hospital in ambulances. They were huh. lucky to have survived. But then a Florida Highway Patrol trooper showed up at the hospital to deliver a traffic ticket for, quote, failing to drive in a single lane. Come on! Sing- Singer said he gave us a ticket for basically swerving lanes while trying to avoid a couch that was flying at us on the highway. Have you ever been behind a vehicle that was transporting furniture and you're thinking, that's going to come off? Oh, I yeah. have. And I've seen stuff yeah. fall off and had to go around it, but... Uh, Singer and his girlfriend were hanging upside down. Passersby had to help them out of the vehicle. A Florida Highway Patrol spokesman, uh, Lieutenant Yanko... Just what do you think you're doing? uh, Reyes told the newspaper that while it's a tough break for the couple, troopers have discretion when issuing traffic citations. He added that drivers are supposed to maintain control of their vehicles. He said you have to look at the totality of the circumstances. He said, remember, in Florida... It's recommended to have at least two vehicle length between your vehicle and the vehicles in front of you because that way you have enough time to react in okay. case something like this how, happens. How would you re? How could you avoid it? He said, uh, "In case somebody slams on the brakes, in case debris falls off the roadway, uh, on I, the roadway." I, I think this is a ticket they can fight. I would hope so. Singer said he attempted to reason with the trooper who brought the citation to the hospital. He said, "But the starting point is that you're giving us a safe road to drive on." And that's the sort of contract we have, and I'm pretty sure couches flying in the air breaks the contract, and we have to do whatever to stay alive. So that's pretty harsh. Give them a ticket after something like that. Well, about 100 people were parked outside of a Tesco location in Royston, England recently when they were unable to get into their cars after their key fobs stopped working. Like for a hundred people. Well, that doesn't seem right. The problem occurred over a period of three days, and in some cases, car alarms were going off as well. Was somebody jamming it? Police are looking into it, and so far, they have not found the cause. Uh, but they said that they don't believe it's a case of foul play. They had that people should not panic and should report the issue to the supermarket staff if they had that happen to them. Uh, this takes some strength. The married couple from Wales, England, broke the Guinness World Record for the fastest time to pull an Airbus A320 aircraft 65 feet by a team of two women. Sue Thomas Franklin and Sam Taylor pulled the aircraft the required distance in 37.63 seconds on Sunday. Were they able to get it up to enough speed so it took off? I, that I'm not sure of. And I That would be very impressive. I didn't see any pictures of them to see how much, you know, girth they have. Because it takes, you have to use your body weight to pull something like <sighs> have that. Have you ever seen, like, the World's Strongest Woman competitions? Uh, not the women, no. Yeah, amazing. Amazing yeah. women. Uh, Thomas Franklin also has two British deadlifting records and nine mixed powerlifting records. Yeah, these are large women. While Taylor placed second in Europe's strongest woman competition. There you go, in 2019. The woman on the right is eating a VW Beetle. Okay. And uh, the couple say that they were recruited by Guinness to break the record in celebration of St. David's Day. So uh, they managed to do it. So congrats to them. And that is what we have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. I have another $25 gift card to give away, courtesy of our friends at Rita's Water Ice. And I think this is the last one that I have. Yeah. So, caller number 18, it's yours, 215-263-WMMR. And thanks again to Rita's for dropping off all the ice and the treats. Rita's is now open, so indulge yourself with an early taste of spring as flavor 
is ready, already in full bloom. And you can get all your favorite flavors of their famous Italian ice and their award-winning frozen custard there. 215-263-WMMR is the number. We'll come back in a second. We'll give something else away. In fact, it's a free massage. We'll do that Mm. with the lesson question. We'll get trash and music news, too. So stay put. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. That's it. That's the tune. Change the direction. Smells like Teen Spirit Nirvana on MMR. It's 1024. And uh, let me see. Nirvana had new music out in 1991. Sure did. Uh, They had Nevermind, obviously, which that album came off of. But while that was gigantic and groundbreaking, 10 from Pearl Jam came out that year. Blood Sugar Sex Magic from Red Hot Chili Peppers. I was so excited when that album came out. Uh, Came out that year. Temple of Dog released their album. R.E.M.'s Out of Time. I mean, it was filled with amazing music. So we are celebrating that starting today. Yeah. It's the big 3-0 celebration weekend on MMR. So we're going to have blocks all weekend. There's a countdown that's taking place today that you voted on hopefully already. Uh, and that is going to start at 3 o'clock today for that countdown. I voted, and it was difficult. I wasn't confident. I mean, you, you pick your the essentially your five favorite of the of the songs that were available there. It's tough, and right? It was really, really yeah. difficult. And I, I, what I ended up doing was I probably would have voted for other songs, uh, but I was trying to be a little bit more. Uh, I didn't want to vote for uh, the same band more than once. Ah, right. But there are so many great songs mm. that... You know, Nirvana and that the Chili Peppers and Metallica, like all of these bands that released in 1991. Did you go with a, these are my personal favorites or did you go with these should represent 1991? I went think? like with personal favorites from particular bands. So, so for instance, like uh, with uh, Pearl Jam, you know, the, the 10 came out. So, you know, I, I, I couldn't decide almost between like Alive and, and Evenflow, which are my favorite songs off of that album. Uh, but I ended up going with Alive. Over Evenflow, Evenflow is my favorite. Yeah, uh, but when, I, when that came out, but I would have selected um, both of those songs over one of the other songs from another band, but I didn't want to do two Pearl Jam songs. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It was man. There's a lot of good uh, good music that came out that year. So whatever your method was, uh, we'll find out the results of uh, today at three o'clock, which is pretty awesome. All right, so we're going to do the lesson question. We're going to give away a Hand and Stone gift card valid for a free massage or facial. And I think we're going to go with this one today. It's a, it's a Casey uh, thing. If you're a dude who just went through a breakup, there are comfort foods, and then there are comfort what else? Huh. 215-263-WMMR. All right, so if, you went, if you're a dude who just went through a breakup, there are comfort foods, and then there are comfort what else? Two one five two six three WMMR. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you this morning by Royal Farms. Uh, so real fresh, real fast. Uh, start each morning with a hot, fresh cup of Royal Farms coffee. 
It's made one cup at a time from the finest coffee beans in the world and freshly ground just seconds before serving. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Prince Philip was apparently in a more desperate situation than was originally suggested and, in fact, underwent a successful heart surgery. Amazingly, in anticipation of potential complications from Oprah's interview with Harry and Meghan this Sunday night, surgeons closed Philip's incision with a zipper. (laughs) (laughs) Medical officials in Florida, the good news, have determined that Super Bowl 55 was not a super spreader event for COVID-19, despite initial fears. However... They're quick to point out that it was a super spreader event for boredom. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And finally, Nick Jonas has just released a single he describes as a personal love note to his wife, Priyanka Chopra. Jonas says everything he has been feeling is in the song titled, What Can I Say? You Put It In Your Mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood show. All right, let's see if we can get a winner over here. We are looking for an answer to this question. Uh, If you're a dude who went through a breakup, there are comfort foods, and then there's comfort what else. And I will go to John, see if he knows. Hey, John, how you doing, man? Not bad. How are you? Awesome. All right, John, there are comfort foods, and there are comfort... Vagina. You're yeah! Comfort. yeah! You got it, John. Hang on the line. We are going to get you, my friend, a Hand and Stone gift card valid for a free massage or a facial. Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a relaxing massage or refreshing facial at your local hand and sew massage facial spa for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 55 area locations, handandstone.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. The end is purple. And it is brought to you by Salus University. Salus University offers some of the fastest growing and highest paid health professions in the country, including optometry, audiology, and speech language pathology. Salus University, the future of health science since 1919. To apply, visit salus.edu. We'll start with Godsmack. Uh, They have spent the last year working on a couple of different album (laughs) projects. Uh, Sully Erna made an appearance on a podcast where he said that they have plans for both a full rock record and what he describes as a cool, vibey acoustic album. Godsmack released an acoustic project called The Other Side in 2004, but Ernest said their upcoming follow-up would be different. He said that acoustic record really was nothing more than our own song stripped down into acoustic cover version uh, of them with a couple of originals on it. Any banjos? I uh, don't know. So this year, what we want to do is create a full-length rock record, but we also want to go back and create a really cool vibey acoustic album or EP so we can launch a couple of records or at least have them in the can, and that is our goal. Rock fan Lloyd Godman discovered a Super 8 role of unseen Led Zeppelin footage that he had shot back on February 25th, 1972 at Auckland's Western Springs Stadium in Australia. Uh, Radio New Zealand, or I'm sorry, New Zealand. Yeah, anyway, uh, he had said that uh, he reported that rather than sell the film to a private collector, uh, he's chosen to make the film public uh, with an American fan dubbing an audience recording of that show for presentation. How much, uh, how long is this footage? Is it like full uh, I don't concert? Know. Maybe. Huh. Uh, Godman said that he was cataloging his work when he stumbled upon the film among his files. He said, I know I had this roll of film in the shed, so I sent it off to get digitized. I knew that there was band stuff on it, but I didn't know what it was. It came back, 
And there was the Zeppelin film. He said, my reaction was really one of joy. Uh, of the still photographs I took, I only ended up with six shots, which were really the rejects because the promoter had picked through the best of them oh. and they just disappeared. So finding this was like finding gold. So really. it was just stills. It wasn't. No, no, no. This is uh, this is film. Okay. So he had taken photo. This is a Super 8 roll. Wow. Uh, so I guess he's, he's a professional photographer yes, or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Maybe he was setting up to film as well. Uh, he went on to say of the band, it's uh, it's really timeless music, some of that stuff, so it's powerful. And I think the combination of musicians that came together to form that group, it was just like a giant cyclone, the way a cyclone is formed, you know, with all the energy there. It just came together, and it formed into this amazing vortex and not only carried them along, but carried everybody else along as well. So I don't know when that might come out, but it does exist, which is cool. Out now is the latest video from the Smith Coatson group, which is, it's called Scars. Now, the track, which is a collaboration between Iron Maiden's Adrian Smith and Winery Dog's Richie Coatson, will, or is it Coatson? I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, will be uh, featured on the Two Old Friends First Joint eponymous set, which drops March 26. According to the official announcement, uh, it was produced by Richie and Adrian and mixed by Kevin Caveman Shirley. <laughs> Uh, this nine-track opus is a consummate collaboration between these two highly respected musicians who co-wrote all the songs and also share lead vocals and trade-off on guitar and bass duties throughout the record. Any uh, Portnoy involvement in that? Because not that I read. Okay, he, yeah. he was in Winery Dogs. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. Uh, I don't think he's involved in this particular one. If he is, it's not mentioned in this particular story. You chatted with him at all recently? Not in a while. Last time I got in touch with him was not too deep into COVID, and we were just looking to interview people and yeah. see how they're doing, and he said he was taking a break uh, from uh, from official interviews. He's done some things here and there, and I figured he needed some space, so I haven't sure. reached out to him uh, in a while. But uh, he's been busy. He's been doing a lot of stuff in his home because I follow him on social media. Uh, and then finally, set for release on April 16th, the John Lennon Plastic Ono Band, the Ultimate Collection Deluxe Box Set. Uh, the collection features Lennon's 1970 mainstream solo debut, completely remixed from the original multi-tracks. The set features 159 new mixes on six CDs and two Blu-ray Blu discs in stereo and all these other formats, Dolby, Atmos, and blah, blah, blah. Beta. Uh, but it's a 132-page book comes along with it and a poster and postcards. Uh, the collection features John Lennon, Yoko Ono, Ringo Starr, Klaus Vorman, uh, George Harrison, Eric Clapton, Billy Preston, Alan White, and Phil Spector. Uh, it also contains ultimate mixes, outtakes, elements, raw studio, and evolution mixes, demos, jams, and Yoko Ono live sessions with them as well. So that Oh, you get the Yoko music. They that, throw that in. That will be coming out on April 16th. Well, she was part of the band. Yeah, she was. Well, there you go. And that is what I have in music news. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, do a couple of things. We're going to find out oh who's going to win our $500 Word of the Week prize. Oh, wow. And we're going to find out who the winner of the Cardboard Classic Home Edition is. Stay put. Be right back. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. I think we're done with snow. I'm saying that because it's going to be in the mid 60s by the yeah. time we get to Tuesday and the rest of the week, although it'll cool off next weekend, but it's going to be, it's going to feel like flat out springtime next week. 
uh, starting Tuesday and then on forward. So it's going to be cold this weekend, but yeah. hang on till uh, you know Tuesday and you'll be good. I wore shorts when the high was 50, so you can imagine that's going to be a short stay. Yeah, I'd say uh, two-piece. I'm forcing it. No, tube top. Uh, yeah. uh, to wear and to work sometime. Um, so I want bikini. Uh, I want to thank uh, Jim Jackson for being Yay! on the show this morning. JJ. Flyers uh, are playing tomorrow against Pittsburgh again for the third game. And then they're hosting the Caps at 7 p.m. on Sunday with some fans in attendance, 15% capacity. Great. Uh, so, yeah, so that's good news. It was great to have J.J. on. And I want to thank uh, from FEMA Philadelphia, Nick Morici, who was on this yeah. morning, giving us information about the COVID vaccine and using the uh, Pennsylvania Convention Center uh, to do that. And they're doing 6000 a day. So it's high volume. It's very cool. And uh, I think, did we post information on our website about that? Yep. Uh, Marissa, hang on. She's, let me turn this on. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, FEMA tweeted the link to us. So if Excellent. you follow us on Twitter, press and Steve 933, all of the information's there. Easy to do. So uh, we thank him for being on. And uh, we also had uh, Caitlin, the bride uh, who is getting married. Mm-hmm. Her uh, The Normandy Farms uh, place she was staying caught on fire last night. Uh, but the firemen saved everything they needed for her, her wedding so that she's getting married today. It was a nice uh, Six o'clock. phone call from her. Uh, I'm glad that Pierre is in the studio because, Pierre, we are going to announce the winner. And you're a big part of the Cardboard Classic. We are going to announce the winner right now. The votes are in for Cardboard Classic, the home edition. No, I've been listening. Um, I, I loved the entries. Um, I haven't seen them. Because I I didn't go to the I didn't go to PresidentSteve.com or wherever it was that they were able to be viewed. Yeah, they're but on I heard the descriptive uh, phrases of them, and the creativity again that people put into just these is amazing. Yeah, is. yeah, these are smaller ones. Obviously, there was a four foot by six foot uh, maximum that they could build their sleds as far as the base goes, and I am happy to say that you, uh, Delaware Valley, and those beyond who voted for. The Cardboard Classic, we have a winner, and the winner goes to Sledheads in Harleysville, Pennsylvania. That's Mike, Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut has won it. And I think he might have gotten a little bit of the sympathy vote. And that's fine. It doesn't matter. It's okay. It's a great sled. It's a great costume, and it's an amazing picture of him being run over in his Mr. Peanut costume by the ambulance. And so, Mike, you are the winner of this year's Cardboard Classic. And we have for you the official Cardboard Classic trophy from Acme Corrugated Box. So we thank all the teams that participated and everyone that voted once again to make the Cardboard Classic in some way, shape, or form happen this year. Did We did it. I love it. They did it. They we watched. Did it. Yeah, we watched it. Yeah. That's all there's to it. A question on Mike. How long did it take him to heal? Do we know that? Well, oh, the jaw was pretty... It was like two or three months. Yeah, yeah. It, it took a while. Yeah, I mean, a broken jaw is, is uh, no joke. Mm-hmm. You had to have it wired shut, and it messes with your appetite and everything. So it took him a while. He was he was out for a bit, but he's doing fine now. Uh, yep. No residual scars. Of, no, he seems, not. seems to be okay. A great man. Uh, and speaking of uh, jaw shut, yours is not shutting anytime soon. Congratulations Yay! on your renewal of your contract, sir. The extension... Uh, did you hear the uh, last night we were on our conference call? Did you hear about this? Uh-huh. And Steve had said that uh, that Pierre had resigned, <laughs> and Kathy and Nick had heard that Pierre had resigned. <laughs> like for a split second, I explained this to them. Like my 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 stomach felt like sick, and I heart dropped, and like I, I was like, 
oh my god and it was the way steve said it too yeah. like all within 10 seconds i'm thinking steve just casually told us that <laughs> bear's leaving yes like it was so uh but it, it was quick unfortunately i i we che- uh, figured back. it out quickly. Yeah. Just the way you said that just now is going to have someone go, oh, you're leaving? <laughs> yeah, right. oh, no. yeah, because people, people hear clips of conversations and they go, or you'll, you know, you'll play a block of something. Did they die? <laughs> no, they're still alive. Yes. Uh, resigned nice. and resigned are spelled the same way. Two very different meanings. Yes. <laughs> uh, but resigned well, is... Isn't there a... A gap between the it, R-E? It, it depends on how. It can be hyphenated if you're saying somebody re-signed a contract. But if you if you have resigned your position or you, you re-signed for that position, they can be spelled the same way. Mm. Uh, but you have actually re-signed. You've re-signed, have re-signed. for mm, years to come. Yes. Yeah, yeah how yeah. many years and how much well, money and uh, <laughs> what's your address? Yeah. $18 million. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, congrats. <laughs> a day. A day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, there's incentives. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good, good, good. Peanuts if I do really well. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. and, and they, they've use... cut back on your telemarketing obligations. Yes. Yeah. 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 You I get mean, to use the Tahoe and stuff like that. I get like to that, use so, the yeah. Chevy Tahoe when it snows. So right. That was written in there. That's uh, great. Uh, three years, possibly. Possibly two more after that. Awesome. Um, oh, nice. So it's um, three years uh, guaranteed and maybe, uh, uh, depending on how each side is feeling, maybe a couple more after that. Oh, so that's in the that's in the, the that's, language. That's written in there. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very Yay. much. Very static. Always love hearing that news. Yeah. Uh, thanks uh, to Caroline Beasley particularly and uh, Steve Mountain, uh, my uh, amazing uh, business agent and manager. Uh, who are incredible people both and nice. uh, dedicated. So, very cool. All right, excellent. Well, you ready for the letter, dude? Born. Here we go. Preston and Steve <laughs> on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. Three more years. Of oh, yeah. yeah. The Three Pres- more painful <laughs> years for you poor bastards. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... N as in neurotic. All right, and we now, well, since we're doing N, we'll take caller number nine. At 215-263-WMMR. And let's see if you know the word of the week and if you can win the prize. So start calling right now and we will see if we can uh, give that away to you. Uh, In the meantime, what's up on today's radio program? Well, first of all, uh, um, a side note on the Cardboard Classic because it was, was it, it was tomorrow would be the anniversary, would it be? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of last year. So... Think about, I mean, I know you guys have touched on it several times in different ways, but it was our, and you've had, you know, the blood drive and you've had in a safe version and you've had camp out in a safe version, but, um, it was our last giant promotion with listeners, uh, interactive promotion. And it's as interactive as it gets. And we're all out there shaking hands and taking pictures and drinking beers with people. Oh yeah. Sharing beers, you know, (laughs) oh God. Yeah. All of it. But I mean, you know, we had heard the the rumblings and, you know, and I mean, it was more than rumblings of COVID yeah. at that point. And they were starting to say, you know, I don't think masks had come into the picture yet, uh-huh. but they were saying stay away from people and, you know, or keep a distance and, you know, cough into your sleeve or various things like that. And we weren't quite there. So if it, if it were today, we would be uh, we would be reviled in the press as hosting a super spreader event. <laughs> No one knew. because well I'm no yeah, no I mean, no yeah I, it it was all innocent I I I'm I'm saying it quite jokingly no it, but... it's laughable how many and then and then I went on to to MC a, a big gala in a in a uh, for Morris Animal Refuge at night and I was shoulder to shoulder with people yeah and then and then days later 
wham. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was the very next week, but yeah. what was, you know, uh, you guys uh, come to the E2000 Lounge, well, you start there, and then you, you usually pop by on your way out as well, and the place was jam-packed. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, all right, how do I do the distance <laughs> thing? And and within uh, 20 minutes, it was clear it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and people are just coming up and hugging me and kissing me and yeah. handshaking and I go, oh, hell with it. And then at one point, about uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I said, and I'm like, seven people are grabbing me for a picture. And I'm broadcasting at the time. I said, anybody's got it. We're all going down. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, and, uh, you know, and then shortly thereafter, everything shut down. I mean, it really is. It, it's such not only a line in the sand. It's just like the dramatic turning point of the past year was tomorrow. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it bears some pause for that level of reflection in terms of what we do, because a huge portion of what we do is with our listeners. Mm-hmm. And I love being out and shaking hands and kissing babies. And Likewise. You know, we all I love do. it. Love I it. mean, you guys are great at it. And, you know, I'm at so many concerts and, shake, you know, I'll shake hundreds of hands or hugs or both at the end of an evening of a concert and go out and eat. And I never wash my hands. That's I, one thing I didn't. Well, I never I, did. I, I always, my car has always, I for hand sanitizer. always okay. hand sanitizer. I, I mean, I, I'm the op- I'm a filthophile. <laughs> I'm not a, or You not. rub extra filth on it. I love extra You're filth. You're a filthophile. I'll take extra, yeah, yeah filthophile, thank you. Um, I want more dirt, grime, and so as soon as it's all clear, I want us to have one beer that we pass around among <laughs> yeah, 55 yeah. The entire people. city of Philadelphia. And Kathy is the last I recipient. I forever on that. She I will to... be the last recipient. <laughs> when it's I mean, officially over, I would really like to do a a gigantic uh, group hug. Yeah. Oh. I would like to get us all, I, I would like Love to get that. all our listeners together and do like the world's biggest My hands group across hug. America. Yes, I Love think that. that would be awesome. No, if we I say more pre- genitals across America. Well, Let's take that's cool too. Full in. Shake. That's cool too. Shake. Your thing, Daisy. Yeah. It's be a Daisy chain, I'll a Daisy, take the Daisy chain America. around the equator. I mean, yeah. I Most miss thing in the world, man. I miss going to events with Nick and him having one light beer and then making out with me. Hey, hey. I mean, two light beers. Light sorry, beer. sorry, I'm Come sorry. On. Give me a little credit, guys. On one of your, your drunk days, uh, I came in here and. The, you had a studio full of people, and he comes right up and starts kissing me on the lips, and, and these people are going, oh, oh, it's okay. It's, it's Nick. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to pause to reflect on that. No, nope. it's a good thing to stop and think about. You're um, absolutely correct. You know, and, and I we're going to get back there, and that's the good news, too. I, th- I You know, I do see light at the end of the tunnel. All right, having said all that, on the program today, we'll have Pink Floyd. we got Billy Idol. Uh, we got Jay Giles. Peter Wolf has a birthday mm-hmm. today or tomorrow. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we will have the Long Live Rock documentary to stream code giveaway. And I want to remind folks that next week, uh, I will have a Zoom in Studio Z with Dexter and Noodles from The Offspring. Oh, awesome. And I believe they're going to play a couple of songs for us, too, um, acoustically or in some nice. fashion. So You've chatted with those guys uh, a lot over the years, and I yeah. think they really like and respect you. So it's always a good interview. Thank you. Thank you. So we'll have that, I think, next Wednesday at 2 o'clock, if all goes well. Cool. Good way to wrap up the work week. And then when your show is over 3 o'clock, we do that countdown, the 1991 countdown, the big 3 Jackson and I will kick that off at 3 o'clock. Good stuff coming up. Uh, I want to go to the callers and get number 9. It happens to be Beth. Hey, Beth, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Beth, do you know the word of the week? I do. It's green. Great day in the morning. 
That's correct, Beth. And we got lots of green for you. Five hundred dollars, Beth. Oh my God, I'm so excited! Thank you so much. No problem. Congratulations. Thanks Thank for your listening you. all week long and collecting the letters. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. We'll give you the five hundred bucks, and it is part of T-Mobile Five G Fridays where T-Mobile is giving away 5Gs in the name of Speed with the Preston and Steve Show. For another shot at $500, just click contest at WMMR.com and enter to win one of five $500 online prizes. T-Mobile is the first to bring 5G speeds to cities and towns across America. Coverage and speed, who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with us? And I will thank the sponsors of the Preston and Steve Show. It's been brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show, and also by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. Next week on this program, we're going to have Lorraine Newman, yes! original Saturday Night Live cast member. Uh, we'll talk to Mr. Skin. He's got his Anatomy Awards coming up, I think. Skin and another, Anatomy. like, it's actually a March Madness bracket thing okay. as well. Yeah. All right, we'll talk to him. And then we also are going to, we, we've been talking about the Royals a lot lately. We have. We have Royal expert Omid Scobie. Ooh, Scobie. The, the Omid Scobie. Omid yeah. Scobie okay, yeah. will be Omid joining us Scobie. next week. And as we wrap, I have a last few things to give away. I have five of these. Uh, they are a pair of passes to see Chaos Walking with Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley uh, in theaters now. So we'll take uh, five callers, 215-263-WMMR, and we will set you up with those tickets. There, that is it. We What was what? I just, used 10 out of 10 for that movie. Oh, Casey yeah. was gesturing. and Didn't know if that was for me. Uh, that's it. We're done. Yeah. Rage on and have yourself a great and safe weekend. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Oh! The Preston and Steve Small Business View Help You Line. Hey everyone, it's Joe with Loki and Layla Candles located here in the King of Prussia Mall. Uh, we have over 93 cents available for you. Uh, all of our candles are vegan and kosher and long-lasting. Uh, our average burn time is between 60 and 100 hours. Stop by today at the King of Prussia Mall between Aritzia and Madewell or visit us online at LokiLaylaCandles.com. That's L-O-K-I-L-A-Y-L-A. Next message. This is Brian, and if your car is damaged in an accident, bring it to Forest Grove Auto Body. This family-owned and operated business has been fixing cars and making smiles for 60 years. We're located on 564 Main Road in Vineland, New Jersey. We fix small and big rigs. We work with your car insurance company, so call us at 856-697-2500. Check us out on Facebook or online at forestgroveautobody.net. Mention WMMR and get 10% off. No sad bro. The Love You Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonandSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.